Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show and welcome to the 44th episode of Unmuted, episode 44. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, good to see the notification squad up in the house. Uh, Rudy, what's up, tribe? Khal uh, Tamimi says Palash. Joe Exit is in the house. What's good? Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, who else is here? Uh, Mike Angelo, what's up, everybody? Uh, the, kind of, the king of Canada in the house, he says. Wajiha is also in the house, Subtribe. Hi, DJ Brednan and Splash. What is up, Wajiha? Thank you for tuning in. Um, everybody uh, that's, uh, that's from the tribe and, and, and kicking it, thank you guys for coming in. If you are new here, my name is Adnan, and on the show we talk about motivation, inspiration, and all things creative with a bunch of interesting people from around the world. And that includes you. So if you're tuning in live, make sure you jump in the comments. Any questions you have, anything you want to say? My guest and I will respond to almost every single one of the comments. I say almost because uh, one time I, uh, you guys, you guys just overwhelmed me. I couldn't, I couldn't keep up. So I'm just being honest with you. Almost every comment. Um, and uh, but before we jump in things, ju- jump in things, jump into things. Uh, I want to take a second to uh, to shout out the patrons. All these names up here. If you're watching the video, um, these are the guys that uh, that support the show and uh, and make the show possible. And if uh, if you guys um, you guys are willing and able to support the show, there's a link in the in the description uh, for a couple of different options in, uh, in on Patreon. There's different different things you get back and, and different uh, tiers and stuff like that. But I want to thank each and every single person that supports the show, um, whether it's on Patreon or not. Because uh, as you know, if uh, if you're not able or willing, I know it, it's it's difficult times right now uh, to to you know. Uh, subscribe to something like this um a share and a like go a long way for an internet show so uh, something like that would uh, would also be very much appreciated and um but thank you every single one of the the tribes look at that there's a there's a whole bunch of you in the notification squad that are that are out already that's um that's fucking cool man uh i also wanna wanna uh, do something which this is the first time we do this very first time we do this but today's Episode is also brought to you by Hippie Cactus. Hippie Cactus is a uh, brand new YouTube channel made by a Dubai-based couple, uh, friends of the show, Raz and Katie. Uh, the videos are, are very easy to follow. They uh, fit for all yoga uh, instructions. Uh, it's, a, it's a yoga video, instructional yoga uh, videos. Um, and trust me, guys, if I can follow through, you can follow through. Uh, they also dive deeper into the intention and the creation behind each of the sessions. And um, they support this show. And it would mean the world to me if you guys head over to their YouTube channel, uh, to their Instagram page and support them. Um, it's absolutely free. Uh, they, uh, they, they put up uh, videos on YouTube and um, they just started today. So uh, we'll, we got to show them some love. They're showing this show some love. And um, that was a, our very first sponsor on, uh, on Unmuted. And uh, thank you to Raz and Katie for everything they do. And yeah, Hippie Cactus. Go check them out. I'll put a link in the description and I'll also be sharing their videos uh, on this page tomorrow. But enough babbling. Let's get our, let's get our guest in here. My guest is Palash Bessie. He's a musician. He's also a wellness coach. Uh, he's one of the first people I ever met in Dubai. So uh, we have a lot to talk about and um very very curious about his uh his outlook and his philosophy on on everything he's he's got a very unique perspective and has helped a lot of people so hit the intro
Palash, welcome to the show. Hey, Adnan, what's happening, brother? What's up, man? <laughs> How's it what's going? It was good. I'm so happy That's... to be here. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for thank you for t- making the time, man. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go through the comments. There's there's a bunch of people out here. Uh, Joe exit. I miss you too, bro. Um, goddamn, I miss you, fucker from Khalid Tamimi. Uh, who else Khalid. is in here? Khalid saying I'm stoked for this. Yeah, I remember you moved. Just thought uh, you moved on or something. Oh, that's a yeah. reply to Joe. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, uh, Mike saying bow to me and I'll give you poutine. There's, there's some Canadian. Uh, oh, it's that dish. It's that uh, the yeah. fries and cheese. It, that heavy, heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. <laughs> uh, Rudy saying, "I want to see Khaled and I doing the moves she's doing." Uh, Rudy, I would, I would pay money um, if you guys ever uh, follow a hippie cactus yoga instructional video. Uh, I, I will pay good money to see you and Khaled do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Khaled Tamim saying, "Palash, my dude, so good to see your face with a bunch of love hearts." Damn, uh, Khaled, it's so- been a long time, long, long time. Miss you, brother. Hope you're doing well. Thank you guys uh, all for tuning in. Um, Palash, I always say uh, I gave you a little intro before the intro. But uh, in your own words, introduce yourself to the tribe and everyone here. Wow. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Palash, a.k.a. Splash. I'm a musician, artist. I make music. I've been making music for the longest time I know. I always like to introduce myself like that. Although life's uh, tries to pull me from from that little space and push me in different corners like hey be this be that be this be that but everyone on here i think a lot of us the tribe as as adnan would put it uh a lot of us are artists and that's that's essentially who we are um however i also function as a fitness trainer a wellness coach and I help people get fit uh, from the comfort of their homes via virtual classes, virtual fitness classes, doing one-on-one sessions, working with clients online via Microsoft Teams, apps like Google Meets, uh, and it's going good so far, um, adapting to what's happening, and it's fun. <laughs> going yeah, good. man. Um, let's let's get a little spacey already. One second, I dropped. There we go. Let's get a little spacey here. Um, why why do you think it's very difficult for people to say artist? I, I love the fact that you said artist right away. But I, through doing this show, I found people have a um, I don't know if it's like a restriction or reservation saying I'm an artist. I, I feel like people are too afraid to say that word. Yeah. Um. I feel like, again, it has something to do with growing up and hitting your 30s and uh, getting a job and juggling jobs and trying to strike that balance between your art and the commercials. And um, I think me getting on this live show right now and introducing myself as an artist, instant, the chances of me getting clients whoa like no this guy's an artist no he's not he's not a wellness coach he's an artist and and that's how they would perceive me as soon as i say artist but i'm not afraid of that because i would rather keep it real and give you the truth it is what it is 
Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I really like it. And uh, I'm one of those people that, you know, struggled with that term for some reason. I don't know why saying like I create something artistic in, in any sense. I think uh, I think it's a cultural thing that I had a I had a mental block about <laughs> for, uh, for some <laughs> reason. I don't know what it was. Um, yeah. But let's I want to start with the uh, with first meeting you. You're actually one of the very first people I met when I moved uh, to Dubai outside of the group that I already knew. Um, I remember there was a, uh, and the tribe, a lot of the tribe know this. There's a website called fried.com where a lot of the people uh, from, from the rock and metal scene kind of hung out. It was a forum online. And I remember uh, someone posted, I don't remember if you were looking for a bassist or a drummer or both. And I replied to you saying, yeah, I just moved here. Uh, and uh, and I, I can I can audition for your band or whatever it was. And we ended up in someone's house somewhere. Uh, I, I can't remember the story. I've done too much to my brain since then to uh, to actually remember. <laughs> but do you remember that story? <laughs> uh, I think this was... It takes me back to SAE for some reason. My brain is too fried. Uh, probably worse. <laughs> but uh, I, I can... From what I remember, we jammed at SAE with... Eden and uh, I no, don't I know think, if it was. I actually think it was it was someone's house. That's someone's house. Was. Oh, Alistair. Uh, Alistair, the guy from the audio batch. If it was a house, it has to be that Alistair, <laughs> Keaton on the drums, uh, you on bass, and Alistair on guitar. And it was like, yeah, it was a very like short session and we didn't really end up doing much then then we realized we we realized none of us were good enough (laughs) to be in this band (laughs) (laughs) but um so for for those that don't know uh uh splash used to live in the uae and you're currently in india would you uh you weren't born in uh, in the uae right no 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 indian origin okay so give us give us a little uh take us back um before all of this started, what what was the first thing that got you into uh, music in the first place? Music. Uh, well, music has been such a huge part of my life since day one. I'm not day one, but grade two. Okay, there. Grade two makes sense. Uh, so this is how it literally started. This same house in New Delhi, uh, in our living room. Oh, dining hall. I'm at the table. And I had the habit of kind of finger drumming like this um, at the dinner table. And everyone would kind of get annoyed by that. And they'd be like, yo, what are you doing? What is this? But I would just keep doing that. And uh, then um, my grandma was like, well, hey, why don't you learn how to play the tabla, Indian instrument? And I'm like, okay, let's go. And that was my very first instrument. And I did like six years of formal training in tabla. And then from there on, I moved on to other instruments, playing the guitar, the drums. Uh, next thing you know, I start learning how to play songs. And then it just becomes a thing. And uh, I, I remember that even when I was in uh, like grade seven, oh, grade nine, with, yeah, grade nine, 
I was probably the first one at school to get a copy of uh, Fruity Loops and uh, use a Skype mic and uh, bump, like arrange my own beats and play it off a shitty Logitech speaker. Uh, only one of them worked <laughs> and it was so bad, but that's all I had and I was so like, I gotta do this, I gotta create. And I would play beats uh, off of that shitty Logitech speaker and place my little Skype mic close to it and start rapping while I'm messing with the uh, individual elements on the keypad. Uh, and that's how it started. That's how the journey, that's how Splash started. And um, ever since then, like I was, I was pretty bad. When I started out, I was horrible. And, and the thing is, English was never really my first language. Uh, I had to always kind of work on myself in that department. And I've, I'm still working on it. And I've had a lot of great people come into my life. Like Joe's on here, Joe's live, Joe's watching this. I feel like just having conversations with Joe has been such a huge learning experience. Like I, like this guy probably taught me a lot of English <laughs> in my life. Like, so mad love Joe and anyone else, even you, like all these people that I met in the UAE. Like, it's just learning. I'm just downloading information. Uh, shout out to so Joe. Yeah, the raps. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to everybody in the UAE. And uh, recording, constantly recording and bettering myself. Self-improvement, trying to get the raps tight and, and trying to make sure that I can kind of sound clear. If mm -hmm. Initially, I started to mimic accents. Like, I started to sound... I, I was trying to sound like Eminem or I was trying to sound like a certain rapper that I like. Uh, we all kind of did that in, in our days. But uh, now it's it's really become more about sounding like myself and not sounding like anybody out there. But well, let's, and, uh, let's take it back. Let's take it back to the switch from uh, from the tabla to multi instruments to the guitars to, to starting to do vocals to starting to do that. What was the um, the gateway band? What was the gateway artist that uh, that made you go from like I'm learning this one instrument to I want to be a performer? I have to say, I I could say Linkin Park. I'm not gonna like. I know this is this is not the band that everyone's too fond of, but I fucking uh, love Linkin Park. I don't know if anyone Linkin doesn't like Linkin. If anyone doesn't like Linkin Park <laughs> in the comments, uh, I will challenge you uh, to a to a song by song, pound for pound, Linkin Park song versus any other band you have. Well, yeah, man. I would say link like bands like Linkin Park, Corn, um, and. Uh, Slipknot, that whole new metal wave, uh, it, it it laid the foundation of everything that I'm doing right now. Slipknot, I was gonna say Slipknot was going to be the first one, but I just said Linkin Park because I probably got exposed to Linkin Park way before Slipknot. So uh, that is just how it happened with me. So yeah, some of those bands. So even even the um, the kind of gateway stuff was uh, had a bit of both genres. You had the the metal and the rap elements all in one from from the very beginning mm -hmm. of course that, and that, yeah. that's what pulled me towards it this is it's like best of two worlds like two two of my favorite genres coming together and uh executed with so much of finesse like all, all those bands were good at it they did it perfectly 
So, yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I have I have the same trajectory as as you. I obviously didn't start um, with Tabla. We didn't have uh, we didn't have like um, a, a kickoff like that. But I uh, I did start with uh, like the Lincoln Park uh, grungy. I, I started a little earlier before you, but um, the like uh, silver chair stuff wanted me. Uh, I, I want to to pick up a guitar after that. But um, that new wave of uh, the new new metal. New uh, yeah, and metalcore yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. was uh, was definitely the the kickoff for me as well. And um, I want to I want to get and dive deeper into that with you a bit, but I just want to jump into the comments. Um, Samantha Ruhi, what is up? Thank you for tuning in. He says, "Mr. P, nice." Hey, hey, uh, Samantha, how's it going, brother? You good? Uh, Joe is saying BSA reunion. I I would uh, I would v- vote for that one too. Um, broad spectrum antibiotic yes, bitch from Khalid Tamimi <laughs> Ahmed, uh, Ahmed Sharif is in the house what is up Ahmed Sharif he says new wave of Middle Eastern vloggers do you remember that oh yes I actually do <laughs> I so wanna, much of nostalgia man yeah we'll, we'll, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll tell everyone what the new wave of Middle Eastern vloggers is uh, in a second uh, Rudy saying again with the age subject slash uh, issue. Come on, guys. There's no there's no age subject or, or issues here. Um, I create, therefore I am. From Mike Angelo. Wow. Uh, rest in peace, fried from Joe Exit. Um, Ahmed Sharif is also adding. Splash, my dude. Your vlogs were fire. Thank you for saying that. Uh, Khalid Tamim is asking that. you. Uh, do you still got the red ESP? Oh, it, as a matter of fact, I do. I don't know if I can uh, show it. I don't know if I can flip my camera, but if I could, I would show it to you. It's like right there. <laughs> we can we can uh, we can display it uh, in a little bit. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Sounds good. Um, Osprey reunion from from Joe. Uh, Mike Angelo is saying, "Oh wow, Fruity Loops, talk about." Brankosaurus program. Uh, I remember that program. Good times. Do, does anyone still use it? I'm curious too. If anyone still uses Fruity Loops, let us know in the comments. Yeah, a lot of my homies uh, in the rap rap scene use it. Like they're heavy into FL. Um, yeah, and it's it's crazy the kind of things that they can do on that software. I think uh, it doesn't matter. Like you know how. It's not the camera; it's the person using it. It's yeah, not like that with with dogs as well. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, rest in peace, Chester from uh, from Drugs. A hundred percent, man. Rest in peace, Chester from from Lincoln Park. Of course. Uh, Would you saying, "Hey, we all love Lincoln Park"? A hundred percent. Finally, uh, Hardik Karwal says, "Finally out of the cupboard." Wow, he's. This is my neighbor's son, okay. and I don't know what he meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for tuning in, um, Hardik. But um, yeah, man. Um, so, so when did you move to um, to Abu Dhabi? When was the? How old were you when you when you first came to the UAE? Uh, this was in 08. Oh, sorry, 06. 06. and I remember I turned sixteen. Yeah, I turned 16 in Abu Dhabi, and so I spent a lot of my prime. Like I turned 16 in Abu Dhabi, I turned, I hit 21 in Abu Dhabi. Uh, so 
a lot of my prime, a lot of these special years of my life were. And that's that's where your first bands were. That's where um, I think a lot of your uh, your aesthetic also came from at, at that time. Because you you've changed, man. Uh, over the years, you've uh, you've really evolved into a completely different um, person. Um, but yeah. uh, back then, when when you uh, first started bands, I, the first band I know uh, that you were in was Osprey. Okay. Um, um, what was before that? Oh, before that, uh, there was another band called uh, Forest of Azur. And uh, this is a little project that I did before uh, starting SAE. Um, and it was a little band that started in Abu Dhabi. We, we were heavily inspired by Lamb of God at the time. So our riffs were very Lamb of God-ish, uh, a little bit of death metal influences in there as well and uh, we recorded like one original and that was it and we recorded that at SAE um, so that's how I kind of got exposed to SAE I was already planning to join the school and uh, I went there for my first recording and uh, it was Elvis and uh, Mo Turk I, I really hope he joins this conversation that guy's crazy Lebanese guy and um, both of them recorded us great experience man so that was it uh, and we played live at a church uh once and that was our only gig and that is it <laughs> that is all i remember from forest of azure damn crazy yeah and and then the more serious one i think was uh was osprey that one Definitely. like you, you guys had had artwork you guys had the recording the shows uh, were happening um uh how how did you uh, how did Osprey start? And because at first you were on guitar and then you were vocals, and then you were a bit of both. Uh, oh no, actually, um, I'll be honest. I was I was never really playing guitar um, for Osprey. It was always Manan. So I, I would just like to correct that. I I didn't pay attention to that. But like yes, I I wasn't the guitarist for Osprey. It was actually Phil and Manan. Manan would do uh, bagging vocals and guitars and I was doing lead vocals um, while I was a part of the band. And uh, how Osprey happened is, uh, I think it was, yeah, if I'm not wrong again, shout out Fried, R.I.P. Fried, but it was on one of these forums, either Fried or any, some other social networking platform Manan put up uh, a little post that uh, there's this band Dubai based band and they're looking for a singer and uh, I hit him up and uh, turns out he's an SAE I'm an SAE we link up in SAE and boom next thing you know I'm chilling with these guys and uh, I link up with Joe and everything just followed man we hear. <laughs> yeah, because because uh, I remember seeing uh, we we had a uh, Ahmed Sharif and I um, back in the day started. Have you seen that? And then uh, I carried it on with uh, with Sari Bibi, and we I remember interviewing you guys at um, I forgot what gig it was uh, a, a, a charity gig somewhere in uh, in in the middle of downtown Japan Dubai. Charity gig. Yeah, yeah, that's what it the was. The Continental. And, yeah, that's what it was. And I remember uh, 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 doing the interview with you guys for Have You Seen That? And um, Oh, yes, yes, yes. 
just being like yo you guys you guys are mixing a bunch of genres this guy's screaming and singing at the same time there's like crabcore breakdowns and stuff and uh, <laughs> it was it was it was very unique to see a band like that in the uae because no one else uh, kind of went down that uh, specific genre path it was a mix um, of of a bunch of you guys i think yeah um yeah i mean i i wouldn't disagree on that however like i i feel like quarter farms did did their thing with with the in the metalcore scene so but yeah i would say we we were in a different space like we had a bunch of different influences so but yeah quarter farms definitely shout out quarter farms and everyone in the band shout out to quarter farms and please release some fucking music coat of arms uh <laughs> i know they're they're sitting on some some gems but they're not releasing it yet but um yeah man the i think i think the scene back then was um as a, it was a lot uh more diy than it is now especially in the uae um now like you you get a lot of uh major acts international acts flying in and gives opportunity for local bands to open for major acts obviously and uh and the scene is a lot um more professional like the 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 shows are in, in nicer venues they're in bigger bars and stuff like that but i miss the old school like just empty hall uh stage there's no stage fuck it put some tables together and put a carpet over it yeah uh that that kind of that kind of uh, diy thing where i i feel like um i feel like the uae uh lost it uh, right now but but it really does teach you a lot about becoming a performer Um, when you have to perform in front of like I don't know five dudes trying to mosh together and uh, and figure <laughs> out figure out your stage presence and figure out all that stuff uh, as a scene uh, in general. Um, what what are some of the things that uh, that you remember from from the Osprey days? Oh man, um, what was the the one thing that I I personally miss the most apart from obviously performing is. Uh, just those crazy rides in Manan's car uh like him picking me and Joe up and then we go pick Phil up and then we head over to his house those rides used to be funny as hell like all we'd be doing is just bumping uh Skrillex Skrillex was popping at that time that's when Scary Monsters and, and Sprites uh what uh, I'm sorry if I'm messing up the album name but that record came out and we would just blast that and be wilding out and vlogging and that i was heavy on the vlog scene so those days good times and uh yeah that and uh fast food the the adnox a lot of nostalgia to do with the adnox and uh the gigs uh i uh, one thing that i really appreciate about the scene in the uae at least back then when i was a part of it is the fact that it was a small community and everyone knew each other everyone yeah. just knew each other you just knew all the bands we all knew each other we would all come together uh one venue i had no idea who was organizing what's happening but it was all happening and it all felt like a nice little family and you know uh i would see bands helping each other out um like yo um somebody needs a guitar yo here you go you know helping each other out lifting each other up uh very backed up with a lot of love because i feel like the since there are so many res- restrictions and and uh 
being in a very strict sort of disciplined environment, this is the only place where you get to release, have, have that release as an artist. So that's where everyone just kind of be becomes a community, comes together and stays together. And I, I miss that about uh, the music scene there. I, I don't see that a lot here. So mm -hmm. special, very special. I think I, th I think it is very special, and especially because uh, it was a place where everyone's from somewhere else. That's uh, whenever I try to explain uh, the 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 tightness of the music scene here. I'm like, it's a scene of expats that yeah. are uniting and calling this this entire new area and this entire new uh, series of of things home. Right? Like you're you're fighting for the scene for people that technically don't aren't from here and will probably never <laughs> live here for for the rest of their lives everyone's gonna bounce at some point um so it's a very unique weird relationship uh, that you have with the scene here it's like yeah. you fight for it but you also know that it's not necessarily uh where, where you're gonna be it's it's just a it's just a, this weird relationship but it's it's very unique everyone's supporting uh, the scene yeah yeah very much uh, I'm going to uh, jump in the comments uh, real quick. Let's um, let's, let's see what everyone's up to. Uh, Mike Angelo saying, "What's the drinking age in the UAE?" Just wondering. Uh, it's 19 here, um, and would you have replied to him officially? It's 21. Unofficially, it's whenever you want. <laughs> uh, Ahmed Sharif is saying, "You got buff, homie. Uh, not the small pudgy kid I remember." Uh, who's this, Sharif? This is Ahmed Sharif. Yeah, that guy. That guy. My G, my G, much love, brother. Uh, we'll we'll Thank get into that. I want to get into that with you with the with all the fitness and and the wellness coaching and all that stuff. Um, who else is here? Um, uh, Harry Krishna Valur Valurupali. Hopefully, I am uh, not butchering your name too much. Um, he says Prasad, by the way. Is oh, Prasad, he says, Prasad, Prasad. Uh, Splash mode on, bro. Okay, then I know who this guy is. Uh, <laughs> one, one, one of the clients from the uh, virtual group classes, Prasad. What's up, Prasad? Thank you for being here. Shout out to Prasad. Um, Mujia has saying, uh, St. Jovis Christmas Bazaar, is it? I don't remember. Oh, uh, yes, I, yes. I think that rings a bell. Who's this? I, Who's this? Uh, but no, but then uh, Joe Exit says uh, Japan charity. Yeah, good old days. Um, uh, Sidak is in the house. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Rudy's asking. Uh, Palash, two of my team uh, at work uh, programmers are Indian and they know nothing of metal, for example, Metallica or Iron Maiden or anything. Uh, with all due respect, if I may ask, is it like this in India or are these two an, an exception? Um, thing is, like, we're like India has like one of the biggest populations in the world, so we're a lot of people out here, and mm -hmm. the masses wouldn't know much about the metal. Metal is always going to be a niche here, and um, but it's not. It's not like Indians don't know anything about metal. Like, metal is huge here. Uh, you'd be surprised. Like, you just bump into somebody, and next thing you know, like. There's a Pantera t-shirt going on, you know, uh, a lot of metalheads out here. But yes, you can't really expect that from someone who's coming from a really small town who who, has, who hasn't been exposed to 
international music um it's just different people coming coming from different walks of life but yes the average um city kid in in a metro city like new delhi or you know other cities like mumbai like metal is huge yeah like and and even if they don't listen to it they they can identify it they hear some guy screaming they're like oh this is that <laughs> yeah so would you also um added to that she says i know this is a question for palash but i also wanted to add that the metal scene in india is pretty vast local scene was thriving because it's a big country um not sure about now but yeah lots of different musical scenes and tastes of course i would second that although i'm not a huge uh, i'm not active in the metal scene here uh but i do have friends and i see them do their thing and it it appears like they've got something going on for themselves yeah Ahmed Sharif adds, uh, "I only, I only have seven words for you. I don't even know what that means." Oh, oh. which is which is a great uh, segue, because uh, for those that don't know, uh, Ahmed Sharif is that guy. Uh, if, if you've seen the uh, the episode with him, I had a YouTube channel called That Guy and Head way back in the day, um, where also Palash was very active on on YouTube. He was vlogging. He was doing his thing as well, and um, we had a. Uh, I don't know what it was. We just wanted to start uh, making these silly rap songs. And uh, Palash was one of the people that we hit up directly. We're like, yo, Splash, you, you need to jump on a verse or something. Um, and I think for for me, I, I think that's the transition that I saw personally from you going from, from rock and metal to, to rap. Because that's when uh, Broad Spectrum Antibiotic was also happening at the same time where you guys really merged the two worlds yeah can you give us um, a little um a little background on on uh, bsa and and tell the tribe for for those that don't know what it is uh what that weird mix of stuff was bsa okay um so i guess bsa uh it was just me and joe uh because we we lived closer to each other physically compared to the other bandmates like we we could just walk to each other's house uh we would hang out a lot more and uh it's just us chilling at my house or under my building smoking cigarettes and next thing you know we we kind of felt like we could do much more than um just go over to manan's house and make music there because uh, a lot of the music that was happening there was it was a lot uh, Manan was kind of leading Osprey right and that's that was his thing it was his baby and we were all kind of a part of it like yeah we're kind of in the shadows and here this was that that is what birth gave birth to Broad Spectrum it's like hey uh, this is cool we love this we love doing this but let's do our own thing as well on the side it was a side project and uh, that's that's pretty much how bsa started and uh, i was heavy into music production and audio production at the time being an sae and audio student so i was like hey i, I got all the equipment what are we waiting for well let's record something and uh, and then we realized that yo we we got a lot of similar influences and uh, like everything we kind of listen to is just like a lot so it's broad uh the music taste is broad and uh broad spectrum antibiotic is actually uh like it's a self pun um cuz 
I my I had a really weak immunity uh, as a young kid, and I was literally raised on broad spectrum antibiotics. <laughs> so it's it kind of comes from that. Uh, so it's a self pun, and uh, it was it was supposed to be a chill band, like you know, a joke band. Um, we're just having fun. We're not trying to be the next big thing. But next thing you know, we 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 do a photo shoot. Uh, inside of a operating theater in a hospital in Abu Dhabi, and suddenly we're we have this we have Phoebe laying down uh, on the the whatever that surgery bed thing is called, and she's there, and we're dropping pills, and we have a photo shoot going on. So everything was too legit, everything was too legit, but it was all fun. We never saw it like we're trying to do something. We're just having fun, and uh, yeah. Easy core, um, yeah. blend blending of pop punk, um, hardcore, and some weird synths and pads in the background. Fun stuff, good times, man. I remember, man. I thought I thought that was one of, the, and I, I told I said this to you at the time. I, I I thought it was one of the most creative uh, creative outlets, uh, creative projects that that were were around in the in the Middle Eastern scene because it was it was like you said mm-hmm. something that just amped everything like even when you guys did the video you did the best video you could at the time when you did a photo shoot it was the best photo shoot you could at the time and like you yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah. settle for like ah oh, you know what let's just let's just stand in the alleyway and take a photo no it's like fuck it let's go all out let's build a set basically let's go to the hospital let's do this and um yeah. i uh, i really appreciated that like that not a lot of people especially bands that were where it's a first album first ep first whatever they don't go hard um but uh but you guys did and I, I i see that string of determination and like a drive uh start start from then you you kind of amplified it tenfold uh since then but um but i i, I remember seeing like the rap stuff and the uh, the the like really driven stuff start from the bsa days of course of course i would second that i agree 100 percent um uh brother i need a quick minute uh i'm gonna be back real quick all right don't worry about it no worries thanks me thanks me i'll uh, i'll go through the comments right now we'll uh, we'll wait for uh for palash to get back uh bsa we need uh ahmed sharif saying we need to listen to i don't even know what that means um we uh we should i didn't line it up uh today but um but i can i can figure out a way to end the the episode with it we can play that as as the outro uh what else is in here uh, harry uh harry krishna uh, i'm gonna i keep butchering these names uh valuru valuru uh says the kind of determination and commitment this man brings uh and motivates us to actually believe in something respect bro you're uh, a regular student prasad Shout out to Prasad. Thank you for tuning in. I'll, I'll let him know as soon as he's back. Uh, what you have saying? Damn, nostalgia trips. Yeah, man. Uh, actually, uh, I edited that uh, music video. I completely forgot about that. Now, when you said nostalgia, I kind of remembered. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure I I edited that video for them, uh, which is which is also a trip. Uh, I was shocked when they answered me. No, we don't know uh, them. This is why I ask. By the way, two Indian friends are amazing and programming, and they uh, drink as if there's no tomorrow. Wow, that's from Rudy, uh, uh, talking about um, talking about his uh, his coworkers that uh, that didn't know uh, Metallica and Iron Maiden. But um, 
Yeah, man. I think I think the uh, I think we're gonna uh, jump into to his his later career um, with uh, with the rap and uh, and the wellness stuff because that's that's where I feel like you guys uh, really will get to to know him. I'm trying. Are you are you good? Are you back? No, you're not. We're we're still waiting for him. Um, let me know in the comments if you guys if you guys uh, have uh, seen Splash uh, live or have seen him on Instagram or through his rap or through his rock. Let me know in the, in the comments. I'm super curious. Who's who's um... hold up? Are you back? Yes, sir. Your video is is uh, stuck. I don't know okay. why your video is stuck. Technical difficulties. We'll be we'll be right back. <laughs> uh, yo, Anand. Uh, yeah. Can I just just call you back? Would that be okay? Yeah, yeah. Hang up and call back. You know uh, what? Good. I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna play broad spectrum antibiotics music video while while you figure that out. Thanks, B. Sorry. No worries at all. Here we go. You'll see 
space homework. Did edit it, <laughs> yo. So uh, Palash is back. Splash is back. That was uh, broad spectrum antibiotic, and I think the song was called uh, "You Have to Sell Out to Sell." Was that right? Yes, sir. <laughs> you have to sell out to sell. Uh, let's uh, let's check out the comments. Um, sorry about the technical issue issues uh, for everyone in the in the tribe, but um, we actually got to to listen to the song now, so it's uh, it's a win win. Um, uh, would you have sing with Palash? Uh, it's always been that way. If you look at everything he's done, he's always gone all out and done exactly what he wanted to do, even if others don't approve or don't like it or whatever. Yo, who's this? This is from Wajiha. Oh, Wajiha. Thank you so much, Wajiha. Much love. I appreciate that. Uh, Mike Angelo says, fuck, this is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Prasad it was, is saying, it was very cool. Prasad is saying uh, fire this uh, this is a cool video bro Khalid Tamimi is you. also saying uh, love that uh, that video with all the Abu Dhabi guys uh, Screamo Nazar Majdi I think that was the basis in the in the video yeah yeah uh, Wiji is also adding this was the shit to the comments <laughs> OG OG of like mad Judy, Judy just uh, joined the, the stream. What's up, Judy? Thank you for tuning in. She says, uh, Omar, not doing today's homework. Laugh my ass off. You uh, you walked in at a perfect time, Judy. You walked in during the, the song. Um, uh, fuck, me, uh, fuck me, what a throwback. You have to sell out to sell. From, uh, from Khal Tamimi. Um, yeah, man. So, so Broad Spectrum, uh, you guys, you guys uh, really, uh, really like, took it up a notch. And uh, and like I was saying before uh, before we we cut that was from my perspective the the kind of stepping stone to go from your rock and metal uh, stuff that you were doing with Osprey and, and the BSA uh, BSA was a little more and leaning to the rap and then uh, you moved back to India and you went like full hip hop yeah yeah what was that transition oh that transition well. Uh... That transition wasn't easy, uh, I'll be honest. Um, I moved here, right? And uh, yeah, let me just let our viewers in on a little, little something. There was a girl involved and the splashy kind of caught a feel. And so he moves all the way to India and uh, gets a job at a studio, starts working as an audio engineer and uh i was still heavy into the bsa thing like i i was hoping that bsa would go on at the time so uh i was still in that mindset that yo let's do another song that type of thing and uh so i started recording i started doing more songs like writing music this and that and little did i know at the time that uh i kind of let my bro down you know what i mean 
like Joe, well, because when I when I had that talk with Joe at the time, he was like, "Yo, go for it, bro," and and that's just him being a bigger person. Like, bro, you should go go do your thing. Like, it's all good. But I let my bro down at the time. I let my band down. Like, what happened to Osprey? So that thing hit me much later. But at the time, I was like, "Hey, what's going on? What's going on?" And then Joe wasn't really responding at the time because he was. Yeah, he was he was like, yo, well, why why did this guy leave type shit? So I'm like, hey, what am I going to do now? So I'm like, I don't really feel like making metal anymore. I don't feel like playing the guitar no more. It's not the same, not the same without my bros. So I was like, let me just do something that's that's independent that doesn't require me to associate myself with this part of my life, which is a huge part of my life. If I go back to this, like I can't. I feel weird doing this on my own. Let me just move on and go back to something that you know that got me into music. Like this rap happened way back, so I'm like, let me go back to that. Let me let me discover more of this, and and then yeah, what followed followed. That's so was how it happened. because this is why I want to get into it because the um, the life situation kind of dictated the art situation. Um, you, you said you moved there because of a girl, but uh, you guys, did you guys uh, stick around together during the, the rap phase or was rap like a reaction uh, to that? Because I, I know you went through like a bit of a, a rough time in, in the early days of moving back to India. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it, it has to do with, uh, there are a lot of factors, man. Um, the fact that you get comfortable in, in, in an environment like I became very uh, expatty UAE-ish. I don't know what what's the word. I don't. I don't even know if we have a word for that. But uh, I felt at home. Right. That that had become my my identity. That that is who I thought I was at the time. And uh, suddenly, I find myself here, back here. And it's not like I didn't. I I haven't lived here. But it's just that having gone through so much a change and coming back and now suddenly i feel like an alien i have a side cut one one side of my head chopped off and long rebonded hair uh with like all of my faces pierced up and i feel like an alien out here and everyone looks at me and just kind of ridicules me i got a lot of ridicule uh out here and i didn't feel like comfortable and that that, that transition and at the time i wasn't the guy that i am right now like a lot of social anxiety uh, and once again, like, yeah, I think when we dive into the wellness bit, I would, I would touch more on this stuff, uh, talk a bit more about social anxiety and things like that. Um, but long story short, yeah, the girl was there, she was around and, uh, I think it was this one music video that we did, uh, for my first sort of bilingual track, uh, called to fuzzy hair and that is uh, me selling out to sell that I literally was trying to apply that that yo let me just do what works here let me just give them what they understand yeah and and I did it kind of like a parody you know it was supposed to be a joke um and uh yeah I, and after that video after that music video everything kind of went downhill from there onward and uh yeah uh my girl kind of tested me at the time and see i don't like i was too young to understand a test 
like a woman's test. Uh, like she would, she would constantly tell me that, uh, like my, my parents are forcing me to get married. Like we shouldn't be like expecting anything from this relationship. I think we should, you know, take it, take it down a notch. And she keep giving me that shit. So I didn't realize that, yo, this is a test. I need to push through this. I took it otherwise and I was like, yo, I, I need to be looking for other options. <laughs> and so I'll be honest, I have to be 100, I was an idiot. So uh, so there was this chick in the music video, the model was, uh, yeah, doing the role uh, for my other half in the video. And I started hitting her up and uh, not that I cheated or anything, but yes, I was in conversations with this chick. And me being the person I am, I opened up to my girl about this. I was like, hey, yo, by the way, yeah, I've been talking to this girl. And that, that was explosive. Boom. How could you? And uh, a lot of drama followed. And uh, at the time, I was heavy into substance abuse. And the, the kind of marijuana that I was smoking here is, is not really like that medical marijuana that everyone preaches. Uh, like the stuff that I was smoking is laced with rat poison and uh, cow dung and whatnot. Shoe yeah. um, polish and many other items. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing you want to put in your body, basically. Not, nothing, nothing. So I was, I was not present in the moment. I was not able to see what was going on. I could not see this woman is hurting. Like, imagine somebody's on the call and crying her lungs out. And I'm just like, I don't care right now. <laughs> Let me just go grab a snack. Let me just watch a video. Let me just make music. I was in that space. So yeah, a month uh, later, she was like, I'm done, time out. And that's when it hit me. Hey, yo. This is too much. I can't take it. Come back, come back, come back. And uh, that uh, was the beginning of the flash depression or the rough times or whatever. And, uh, but thanks to that, I got into strength training. So yeah, so, so, so how, how was the, um, the, you called it the depression. How was that uh, for you? Like what? What what were the kind of things? There, there's substance abuse. There's also music. You're in a whole new world because you haven't lived there for a while. You kind of uh, you know became the person you are in Abu Dhabi and then moved back. I'm always curious about about the the mental uh, state, the, the the state of mind one's in when when that stuff kind of happens because um, there's always two versions of the story. There's your perspective and then everyone else's perspective of you, right? Uh, in times like that and you only kind of see other people's perspective once you're out of it right so now 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 uh splash the the wellness coach splash uh you know uh, no more cigarettes no more uh the, you know destroying the body splash um looking back what do you think what do you think were you were trying to say with all that stuff what were you trying to gain uh you know, substance abuse and, and, and trying to, uh, you know, do all the things that you're basically against now. Um, I, I might want to, I don't know if I should be, I'm just going to go there. I'll just go. Um, 
spiritual, a little spiritual on, uh, on this one. Uh, I feel like now, from, from this perspective, the person that I am right now, I see it as um, if the viewers or anyone out here is uh, familiar with the idea, the con concept of the pain of separation uh, from the source or from wherever uh, we came, like home uh, or God or whatever. Um, that pain, I feel like the desire to abuse these substances has to do with that. Like we're trying to go back. We're trying to feel good again. We're trying to go back to a state of, uh, you know, nirvana or whatever. Like I want to just feel good. Mm -hmm. And uh, since there's so much going on, that's not good. You want something that would give you like a subtle experience, like the closest experience to that. And that, that's where the psychedelics come in. And you feel like, whoa, wow, oh my God, I, I just had this beautiful out-of-body experience, this or that. But really, I, I feel like I was just really seeking for something way more than myself. And uh, even during my, my uh, psychedelic experiences, uh, I, would, uh, I would feel like... Uh, I would be reminded of of the fact that um, I need to be a little more grateful uh, about about everything, and and that's what was missing at the time, and I was just hurting. And uh, we also have to take into account that um, I was a I was a pornography addict, right? I grew up on that, and uh, so with every woman that came into my life, I was just instant validation there was, there's no friendship it's just the the intent at the time was just simple like it was just about uh objectifying right and it was horrible like uh but it it, it was the way it was at the time and i've come a long way uh on that road to recovery um and no fat movement happened in my life and uh, that was the catalyst, I would say. Um, a good friend of mine, Amar Lecht, uh, Sudanese rapper from Abu Dhabi, shout out Amar, my brother Amar. Uh, he kind of put me on uh, some Taoist content. Um, Tao Te Ching, I think that's what the book is called. Mm -hmm. And uh, it talks like you, you just dive into a couple of chapters on there and it, it kind of... Uh, starts teaching you about uh, things like value your seed. Like that's all, like every other page, it's about valuing your seed, your manhood. And um, so I, I started to kind of see it like that. I mean, I was like, okay, you know what? This is something that I, I, I know this is my weakness. I need to kind of um, learn how to restrain this at least a little bit. Um, and then I went on a streak. I was like, no more done i'm done and uh i tried i failed I tried uh but when i went cold turkey on that i was like okay this is it change i uh i ended up doing like a 700 day um no fat thing <laughs> and um that changed me um it was it was powerful stuff and uh not just it, it's not really the restraint that does much 
it's the stuff that you back it up with like it's, i mean it's okay like I, i don't really judge anybody if they if they uh get that sort of release in in their life like it's natural it's okay whatever but uh i think uh, the whole lifestyle has to do with uh it's more to do uh with addicts in particular that's that's what i wanted uh, that's what i wanted to ask because you you said um you, you had an addiction uh to porn yeah. and and you you had a substance abuse uh, issue as well so how does um something like um something like restraining yourself from uh masturbation or watching porn or anything like that le- leak into the substance abuse uh issues and like how did that teach you uh to restrain and and then completely change your perspective on drive because The, the, it's a whole it's a whole different thing restraining yourself from from uh, from my perspective and i could be completely ignorant when it comes to that but restraining yourself from from uh, uh, uh from masturbation to like becoming a wellness coach is is a big yeah. step like so what were what were the transitional phases uh i, I feel like uh, a lot of a lot of rehab sort of aesthetic practices like uh uh you know just waking up in the morning at a fixed time i had no obligation to be up i didn't have a job uh daddy was paying the bills it was too easy the that 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 is one thing that uh needs to be taken into consideration the fact that everything's too easy uh i i never really had to work for for things it was just here you go son uh that type of situation so uh the idea of working hard for things wasn't there and that again has to do with the brain damage that that went down um after being exposed to like years and years of pornography the thing is what happens is uh um when when it comes to like getting real women or approaching women there's a lot of work you know you got to talk to them you got to court them there's all all these steps that one follows and that's when she gives in or whatever you get married or whatever um in the case of pornography you're getting all of that at a click of a button it like all that hard work is gone it's just okay who's going to bother talking to real women boom here we go and oh wait I'm getting tired of this one video there's another video there are like 5000 videos that I can watch a new video every single day so how is that affecting my brain and the way I see the people close to me how does that affect the way I see my own sister my own mother it's it's very scary and I've faced those demons and I felt I've seen horrible things inside me and there's there's that inner voice uh It doesn't matter whether you believe in a higher power or God or none of that. But we all have that that little voice in our head, that little, little bit of conscience which goes like, "Yo, I I think there's something wrong here, man. Like, yo, this is not right. This is not who I want to be." Right? So I think that I I started listening to that voice a little more. And uh it's just that the drugs and everything else that was going on in my like my lifestyle wasn't in alignment with with my values. so it wasn't helping so i did detox everything slowly um however it wasn't it was never easy so uh little 
thing that I'd like to share is um, again, Joe introduced me to another friend, uh, Joseph. So this is a Filipino guy. Uh, he's huge, right? This guy is the go-to guy. Uh, mad love, Joseph. So this guy is the person who took me to the gym for the very first time. At the time, I just like broken up and I was hurting. I'd started running, right? I started running because um, I was hurting. I was like, let me do something about it. Uh, and my ex kind of moved on with someone at her gym. So that messed with me. I'm like, yo, fuck these gyms. I'm, I'm going to go and run, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, that's that's the best I could do at the time. Started, uh, I, I did a 5K thing on the Nike app. And uh, it's my first 5K. I felt really good. I felt like for the first time in my life, I've accomplished something because I was, was never this, a grade A student. Was this still during um, like the 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 almost detox uh, period of, of your life, or was this like I've stopped everything else? I'm gonna start uh, running and, and benefiting and, and getting myself back in track. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. This was like really. I am deep in the vices. I'm deep into the yeah abuse and still okay. trying to fight. Still trying to yeah. fight. I'm not trying to detox. I'm just trying to fight. I'm like, I w- I want to do something about this. It's almost uh, like you're 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 physically trying to run away from that lifestyle. Like yeah yeah. Y- yeah you're yeah. if uh, running was the first instinct. For you, you know what I mean. Like, uh, I, I love looking back at these things and seeing, like, if your body's trying to tell you something. Like, psychologically, your body's like, just get the fuck out of there, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I ran, I ran, I ran, and I, uh, I remember visiting the UAE to go meet my parents, and I was still running at the time. Again, chilling with Joe at a cafe, and he introduces me to Joseph. Joseph takes me to the gym, and I. That is the first time in my life that I ever hit the weights. And I remember I was like paralyzed for two weeks straight after squatting for the first time. So, uh, yeah, man. And that was where I popped the iron cherry, whatever that means. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, because because I I remember um, seeing that journey. Uh, I I obviously know you as a person and I follow you on uh, social media and stuff. And... I, I saw the the tone change, uh, if that makes sense. Like you're even even the way you spoke, even through social media, kind of um, started shifting and changing. And um, it it also reflected in the music because when you first moved there, and the first couple of the rap things you did were um, I'm gonna play uh, Mango. When was Mango uh, done? Well, Mango was recent, man. Like last year. That was. Uh, uh, no, not mango. What's the uh, what's the other one I have? The one with the the yelling in the beginning. Oh, actually, even that's uh, that's uh, I I released that over over New Year's. So ah, okay. that was the yeah more recent one, but that's yeah, a dope track. <laughs> uh, but it it definitely um, expands a lot on my pain and everything that was going on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The, the the reason the reason I'm asking is because. Uh, during during the last week uh, i've been trying to check out all the all the stuff you've done getting ready for the for the podcast and then i found out you've deleted like <laughs> 20 something videos 
even more. Oh, uh, oh bro, I think it's 50 plus. <laughs> of all your all your YouTube uh, videos, everything that you had on Splash uh, YouTube channel. So was is that part of is that part of the the cleansing as well? Just getting rid of even the music that you did back then. Yeah, uh, and I would I would agree actually. It, it has to do with again. Uh, I don't want to. As much as I don't want to use the word decluttering, because there were a lot of dope artists that I worked with, and uh, a lot of friends. Like I have dear friends who worked on that on the, all of those tracks with me, and I care about all of every single one of them so i don't i don't want anyone to feel uh that yo i don't value them anymore i'm not grateful for them uh none of that stuff this is just to do with me and my own mental health and uh me moving forward um like all of last year all that i was rapping about um was like it was me releasing my suppressed sexuality and uh talking down on women and uh rapping about um you know chopping people up and stuff like that it was like uh slim shady in his early days but like multiplied by uh five million uh with some bilingual stuff going on so it was very very like raw it was like you know just it was like uh like death metal lyrics pretty much pretty much and i justified it too like it's death metal, hip hop, or whatever, you know. But yeah. uh, but I w- I was really not in a good place when I was saying all that stuff, and uh, I'm glad that I let it all out there instead of actually being that person and doing that stuff. It's all gone there. But now that I've further evolved, um, I see all of that, and I'm like, yo, this. When I hear this. It affects me like now I'm in a really chill space. I'm in such a good space. When I listen to this, I don't feel good. This doesn't help me in any way. All it does is make me feel worse. So why am I holding on to this? Uh, it has to go. Like, and the, first I hit, I set them all to private. And then I'm like, yo, this, this does not mean letting it go. This means that at some point you're going to repost it or some shit. I'm like, nah, be like, it's all good. Let's just, let's go, let's go forward. Let's keep going. <laughs> so, t- take it back before you delete the videos. When, when did like, all right, benefiting yourself? Uh, you had the the no fap uh, like ideology because I don't want to say it's just a. It's just a restriction, right? It's a, a whole approach. You started waking up at a certain time. You you restrained yourself from certain things. I remember even um, like dietary. Uh, thing you you just completely changed your diet you completely changed uh, a lot of things um about your day um so what when was the transition from like this is something i'm trying to like this is my lifestyle yeah um so i think two years ago is when i got into the nofap um like i started doing it again 700 days something I practiced the lifestyle, I lived that way. And uh, I would like to point out that I backed it up with meditation because uh, without meditation, what's going to happen is is, is you're just like externally forcing uh, yourself to restrain. And that's not healthy. That's what's going to lead to the kind of music that I made last year. Uh, Because last year I stopped, I I wasn't taking my 
uh, meditative practices seriously. I was slacking on them because I, I thought that I was being stoic at the moment. And I'm like, yo, none of this shit is real. I just got to believe in myself and do what I got to do, you know? And so I did that. I tried going against the grain and against the wave. And uh, what I found out, I didn't like that. I'm like, yo, this, I, I feel miserable. This is not it. Mm-hmm. And uh, what am I putting out? Like, again, all of that, there's another part of me, an artist that fucks with it heavy, like, cause that is so hardcore. It's like, like Slipknot, going back to Slipknot, the, the kind of stuff that they were saying back in the day, it's like really painful, right? Yeah. So this is very much like that. So for me, it's great art. Like it's A-level art as an artist. But at the same time, like now, being this guy, I'm like, is this what I want to leave behind? Is this what what I want the future generation to listen to? I I, I don't know if I'm being that guy. Is is this Slim Shady going to Eminem? And I don't know if it's that. If it's me hitting my thirties and being a weird grown up guy. But uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not. I I still feel like I'm 16 all all day long. But yeah, uh, yeah and I'm. It is what it is, man. But yeah, I feel like I, I feel a little more responsible about what I'm saying. And uh, yeah. I want to be a little more careful about what I put out there because there there might be someone like me out there trying to get his act together. And this is probably not helping him. This is just making things worse for him. So that's that's just it. It is what it is. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective because I would have made the argument that keeping it up or at least keeping it um, not necessarily available, but part of the the history, only shows just how far uh, yeah. you've come. Not not only in terms of uh, the music, but in terms of the lifestyle, in terms of the, the everything. Like even Ahmed Sharif was commenting, like you're not the 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 short pudgy kid we used to know uh, back in Abu Dhabi. There's like a, a entire different um, kind of aura when when uh, when we see you now. And um, that, that's the only argument I would have made. But I do, I do uh, completely uh, understand, like the idea of not wanting it to spread even further, uh, or support anyone else's negative uh, thoughts or, or negative space that they're in. Um, bro, actually, I'll be very honest. I was holding on to all this content for this long with the same thought that if I don't, if I if I leave this here and I show them the change with my new stuff they're going to see the change right they're going to get to see how i like the whole story but right now it's more about cleansing it, it's the cleansing like it's i don't care like all all of these views all of this cloud none of that stuff like it's real it's not real i don't think that any of that's real it's not going to matter what matters is here right now and the fact that like we're doing this call like it's so beautiful it's special it's a special night man yeah 100 percent, man i uh, i really appreciate it. and the fact that you're sharing all of this um with, with me and the tribe and everyone listening it's uh i know for a fact that um it helps a lot of people to hear stories like that because it it shows the the light at the end of the tunnel when someone's going through something uh like that um be addiction or even just just a dark period in their life the the idea of someone found um their their calling so to speak i know that that word or that term gets thrown around uh loosely but 
when someone finds it, uh, be it spiritually or physically, or even just going to the gym, going for a jog, um, writing different kind of poem, writing different kind of music, uh, any of that stuff that helped someone come out of that dark period uh, really helps people because then it's just like uh, listening to a song. You kind of internalize it, uh, reverse uh, a couple of things, reverse engineer the story to fit your life, and then you could use that as your. Um, medium forward you can use that as your actual mode of transportation forward of course of course i agree and, man. Uh, yeah i'm, I'm gonna oh. jump into the comments uh, see see what um these guys are saying soul is in the house soul thank you for tuning in he says um definitely social belonging and feeling comfortable are such a big positive um influence on avoiding substance abuse studies say yeah 100 percent. i think um i think the further away you are from uh your tribe so to speak uh the the more you wanna you wanna feel something and and that's where kind of substance yeah. abuse uh, takes place wow that's a heavy one well what you just said that there was was powerful there that makes so much sense away from your tribe wow yeah yeah, I, I truly believe that, and and that's why I have a lot of love for for these guys. They've been around with me um, for for ages. Some of them have have seen me um, before the baby, during the pregnancy, after the kid. They've um, they've uh, it's really a tribe. It's really a group of people that uh, that care for each other and and kind of keep keep up with each other's stories and lives. Uh, Mike and I'm not- hit me. Tell me. Oh, bro, uh, real quick, uh, I know you, you've been hitting me up with a lot of questions. I, I kind of have something for you. Uh, just been on, uh, just thinking about this for a while. Um, I, I want, I want you to touch on a little bit about fatherhood and what what it's like being a father, because um, like that's that's uh, I feel like that is really missing in today's world. Uh, and it's needed um you know the lack of a father figure in a household it changes everything i'm not not to not to say that women are not doing their thing like this is not about yeah no i get you yeah 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 but but yeah both both ways but yeah what it's what what is it like and uh tell me more about your experience man uh just becoming a father and what is that yeah I'm going to run through the rest of the comments uh, just because they're still on the same subject and then I'll, I'll answer that question right away. Um, Mike Angelo saying, mad respect for recovery uh, from addictions. Uh, 23 years in January from LSD and cocaine, mad love and respect. Thank you for sharing, Mike, uh, Mike Angelo. That's uh, that's a yes. awesome uh, achievement there. OG has saying, I love watching people's journey, especially friends, and then them finally being at the place they're comfortable and happy and at peace. I mean, we can't uh, we can't have complete peace and be always happy, but just like Palash, watching where he was and where he is now, it feels good. I 100% agree with you. Hey, Damn, much love. Uh, Mike Angelo also adds, I'm glad you were able to do that. 180 and evolve, man. Good times. Judy is saying, I'm really affected by his story. I can feel the pain he had and the growth. It's really fascinating. Thank you, Judy, for uh, for that. Um, she also says, um, insane, and it hits home. My ex is a re- recovering addict. I remember seeing his pain. This took me right there and grateful for both of their uh, continual recovery. 
uh, uh, Prasad is saying almost unreal. It's an insane journey. I completely agree. Um, and Wajiha yeah, says, okay, uh, okay, honestly, that death metal rap phase, I've checked out uh, whatever Palash releases. I've always followed him and his creative process, but that music would make me really uncomfortable and I wouldn't like listening to it. Uh, my brother and I share music with each other and we both followed Palash's journey. I wouldn't, uh, I would tell my brother that uh, this is just weird. I also always say I don't have to like everything or not every music is released to, to please me or my tastes. But I'm glad to hear this from him now. Uh, that he's evolved and it's cleansing now. More power to you, Palash. Hello. Uh, 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 Prasad ad- adds, glad he's making a recovery. Hope he makes gradual recovery and develop positive outlook towards life. Now, damn, I understand what, what it's like for you now. More power to you and uh, him, Judy. I'm sure you shall definitely support him in his cleansing. And then Mike says, uh, father of a little legend. Uh, shout out to Mike and all all the papas in in the uh, tribe. Um, AJ says that's my brother. He needs uh, he needs way more appreciation. I completely agree, AJ, and that's why we're having this conversation. Try and um, try and get more splash out in the world. <laughs> uh, Rishab, sorry if I butcher names. I'm really bad at, uh, at, at names. But Rishab you, says, you got "Open that your one right. third eye aesthetic, eh?" <laughs> Uh, ask all, him to sh- all day. AJ says, uh, ask him to shout out my name. AJ. Wait. <laughs> AJ. So, uh, shout out AJ. <laughs> shout out to AJ. Um, so to go to go back to your question, uh, Splash. Fatherhood is um is what the most unique thing that I've ever had to experience in my life uh, until now. Uh 30, 32 years of life, and this is the, the first time that finding the correct vocabulary to explain what it feels like is completely uh stumping me it's it's mind-boggling i was um i was trying to explain to someone earlier the first it, it goes through stages right so um you i feel like you don't become a father once the kid is born uh you, you you're technically a biological father but the fatherhood aspect develops as as the kid grows so when um, when he first came into our lives uh i i tried to ex- express the way i felt about just seeing him for the first time and i uh, the the best i can come up with was uh, he felt like a physical representation of tara and i's love for each other so he he was wow. just this this symbol of our love basically like our our connection everything we've been through um you know the the stories from 10 years ago all the traveling all that stuff that's that's what he represented but it was a representation of us it wasn't like him yet because it was was just a lump he was just (laughs) this little thing that didn't do anything um but now uh, as as he grew and he started getting a personality he started laughing at certain things and not liking certain things and um, would would like get scared and run towards me uh, and, and these things just make you develop this like I don't, I don't know how to explain it um, it just it just completely transformed uh, my priorities and my perspective uh, so everything I do um, I, tr- I I for some like I don't know how to explain it man this is stumping me but everything I do has has to make the world a better place uh, because he's going to exist in it after I'm gone. 
That's one of the first things is just everything, every single step I take, I think of what is this going to do for the world and how would he be living in that world? Um, and, uh, and the second thing is how could I provide him um, with not just like, you know, we grew up in, in uh, Asian and Middle Eastern families, but like not just the, am I providing the right amount of financial backing, but like how can I provide uh proper support and love and emotional understanding and um yeah. what's that word um an intellectual uh what is it god i need tata here <laughs> my vocabulary is off but like um yeah it kind of like a, a, a emotional intelligence that's the one uh ah, support emo- emotional intelligence uh, for him to grow up and be um you know a proper functioning uh adult in the world with no prejudice with no um leaning towards anything you know be be completely the the example that we would like the world to see it to be right now so uh that's that's my take on fatherhood and on top of all that it's a fucking roller coaster obviously of of emotions every time every time anything happens you're like holy shit he just stood by himself for the first time or he said he said mama for the first time or anything like that you know and um yeah. but yeah that's uh hopefully that answers your question well thanks thanks for sharing all that man i appreciate that like that's beautiful and uh very inspiring thank it you it is man. inspiring man because i it is hard that's a lot of responsibility and discipline um and discipline when it comes to uh the topic of marriage commitment discipline that that is commendable man i i have like in today's world that's not uh something that everyone's looking forward to uh it's it's not it's more to do with uh promiscuity and uh that's that's where everyone seems a little more inclined towards uh but when i see examples like these and uh people i know like i i feel like yo you guys are setting the example like leading with example and that's beautiful man thank you thank you for being you and mad respect and love to the wifey and kid thank you man thank you i'll i'll pass it on and um you know i've been i've been through my own uh uh version of struggles i've had uh i've had a bunch of uh, different things distract me i like to call them distractions distract me in yeah. life um and uh, and i figured out like a rhythm that works works for me and stuff but uh but yeah man um i i i think i think that's that's the the kind of gist of the conversation is finding out what works for you as a person and uh and not resorting to what you think is supposed to work for you because because that's what happens with the drinking and the substance abuse or anything like that you just assume that if you do this thing it'll make you feel a certain way and then it doesn't but then you still chase it because you know it's supposed to do that it's supposed to make you feel a certain way (laughs) but it doesn't and then that's that's kind of where addiction um and, and i'm not making light of addiction but you know what i mean um uh, this that's my version of of uh, simplifying it yeah so um th- th- i, I want to uh, thank you for that question man i've uh i've never had to describe it on on one of the episodes before but uh but that's uh that's basically um 
my take on fatherhood too good thank you um but how 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 did the how did the like um desire to to want to spread the the newfound um kind of ideologies and philosophies and even uh, physical well-being how did how did that come about to you wanting to spread it to more people to teach people how to do that um about that uh like i while i was still doing my i in that kind of struggling phase uh dealing with addictions various addictions uh i was uh going back to training under joseph and then moving back uh coming back to delhi and uh pursuing my own fitness journey uh there came a point um where another homie from SAE i don't know if you know joel everyone's a joe joe something <laughs> i just joel. realized yeah <laughs> it's crazy that it's crazy but too good uh joel castellino uh, from my batch audio batch oh i know uh, joel yeah 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 dubai dubai kid um charger and now in dubai i think I haven't, I haven't spoken to him in a bit, but this guy uh, hit me up. He saw one of my uh, transformations. And at the time, all I had done is like just cut all the weight. And uh, I didn't know how everything worked. I just kind of looked things up online and I just did something. I I, I did I followed a ketogenic diet at the time, uh, which I do not recommend uh, anymore. <laughs> but uh, yes, I did that. And I cut all my weight and he saw the picture and he's like, bro, Uh, congratulations let me know if you want to take it to the next level i would love to help you and so i kind of surrendered to him as student like yo i'll do whatever it takes to me up and uh, going back to those days i remember that laid the foundation of the online coaching that i'm doing right now so i'd like to thank joel for putting me through that because i remember i would just follow it to the t At the time, I was so lost up here and so hurt here. This is all that I cared about. This was like my purpose. This is all that I'm here for. I at can't that, get anything else right, but I'm going to follow this to the T. At that time, was it still um, was it still more superficial for you, or was this like uh, the the part of the path of like I'm I'm getting better for me? At the time, I think it was more to do with uh, you know escapism like running away from the pain and mm-hmm. uh um it was it was more triggered by you know oh like i'm i'm going to like get back like more revengeful more it, it wasn't very positive at the time it was just me trying to show the world that hey you know you you gave me all this shit now this is what i'm going to do it wasn't very positive but it worked it was temporary and i think that is why it was temporary i lost it i unlocked a really great form at the time and i lost it because my the why wasn't um sustainable it wasn't something that would last very long so uh, it was very superficial uh it was all about yeah looking good this that and uh not much to do with health um i was smoking mm, like a lot during that cut uh half of the time i didn't even know what i was doing while i was walking to the gym that type of shit but i would just go and get it done yeah and um so so after oh, yeah. 
Joel, yeah. I'm sorry. I, yeah, yeah. So see, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I didn't answer your question. Uh, I just kind of went away. Um, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that uh, that that transformation followed was followed by uh, you know me living on a zero carb diet for a good eight nine months, and uh, that was unhealthy. Uh, again, it's not that's not how you live life, and it's like uh, they're the main source of energy uh, for us, and you kind of deprive yourself of that also led to a massive drop in uh, my testosterone levels and all, I was literally just curling like a 2.5 kg dumbbell and looking great but feeling like shit and um, I, I started to notice a little bit of suicidal tendencies at the time as well and uh, that was that was that wave it was just like yeah I look great but I'm not happy so I this is what I tell my clients now as well that if you think this is going to solve your problem of life no no that's not how this goes your six pack is not going to make you happy uh so i make that very clear to my clients uh, so going back um i did the low carb thing i fell off i started eating i started eating and uh gained back some some of the weight um and then uh, this guy shervin uh shervin sondi he came into my life and I was I was in okayish form. It wasn't that I it wasn't like I, I was already a, like a fitness guy, right? And I did my uh, certification uh, at the time. I was just uh, which, I was just about to which, ask which, you did you did you like study it? Did you um, did yeah. you dive deep into that world? Yeah. Um, oh, shout out mom. She put me on that wave because uh, she saw me do this thing and I worked hard towards something. She was like uh, she recommended that. It would be a good idea to get hold of some kind of a piece of paper that would help me and i was like yeah whatever okay uh, let's go <laughs> and uh, uh and yeah i got certified thankfully uh by gold's gym and uh yeah and then the sherman guy comes in we link up and he introduces me to the idea of fasting uh, intermittent fasting and at the time intermittent fasting wasn't huge uh, it was just up and coming and now it's such it's so out there everyone uh, is kind of practicing it uh, and very popular in the fitness scene but back then that he was the first person I saw who was in great form and I see him eat all the good stuff <laughs> and I'm like yo what's what's this diet what's going on i love i love what you're doing there and he's like yo i'm fasting so i looked it up and uh, that was a game changer um and at the time i was i had already started doing online clients juggling a bunch of them online and that was going well for me and uh okay this is where it gets crazy so this is around the time uh when the 700 day streak Mm -hmm. ended this is where i broke the seal so i haven't touched on this at all uh yeah. a, re a relapse happened so i decided to let it all go and kind of remove the guilt from the release and just like i told myself let's go splash just be a man just go have sex it's okay you know uh like stop stop all this shit like you've done enough of this like now move on 
get out there and and meet women and so i went down that path i i went in i made the splash and i felt like shit and that what that that and that led to a series of binge paps like back to back relapses back to back relapses cuz i'm i'm like trying to again trying to experience something good i go back to my old ways yeah and then it just hits me yo this is not it this is not the answer this is not what i was looking for um i even like i was even reading a little bit of osho at the time and that type of stuff like um you know kind of channeling your energy uh and you know having a beautiful holistic experience during yeah. sex or something like that um or reaching god through sex or some some concept like that uh then work for me um then work for me it just broke me i just felt is that, like shit again. is that the same as uh, as tantric it's something something I, i would not be sure again uh uh again mad respect for for osho and his ideologies and i got a lot of good from uh the reading material but when it came to actually practicing it it did not work for me yeah. uh so and it kind of went against what i really believe in and so i was like no this is not for me let me just go back to my old ways right let me just go back to my no fab splash monk mode uh that's that's i like it there let me just be that guy it's okay um and then the intermittent fasting happens this and that and uh yeah um uh i thing is that's what gave birth to the chuchu wave for splash this relapse and the one night stand i kind of suddenly like like some, my mind just opened up to manhood but in its more primitive lower frequency form i was never aware of all that stuff right um i i was never aware of the inner violence that was residing in me and all the stuff that i've been uh all the stuff that has been stored in my subconscious due to all this viewing of graphic content uh it suddenly started to come out and i could see it like in my head i'm like whoa i i i never thought of i could never think of like telling somebody why am i thinking about this right now yeah and all of this is there i never thought of this stuff like last year why is this happening now and i see all, all of this deep dark horrible stuff in my head just surfaced like, all the way yeah it's, it's just all surfacing and i'm like wow and i would say that since i was meditating at the time as well like like i'm expanding my consciousness uh so i'm kind of able to dive into both the subconscious and the superconscious to some extent again these terms again again well not everyone might be able to relate but that is what happened according to me and uh since i was able to touch all those parts of me and see them and feel them i'm like whoa i don't know what to do with this so the raps happened yeah. like yo let me let me just yo let's rap about this and then suddenly i was making fire music and again sexual transmutation the drive was just like 
I'm gonna drop a, mu- a track like every weekend. I'm gonna drop like two tracks this week. And the, it came to a point where it was so consistent that there would be kids waiting up for the next splash release up all night. Like I, I go like, yo, I'm gonna drop a track tonight and I would drop it. Like I would not go like, let me wait for tomorrow. No, it's happening tonight. And everyone knows that splash is gonna drop a track. So that type of drive, so see, that is the good that comes uh, with the nofap. But then again, uh, it can be unhealthy if you're suppressing. Uh, it needs to be backed up with some positive activities. You need to exercise, let it out. It's balance, yeah. man. Life is always about balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's always 100% about balance. Um, I'm ju- going to jump into the comments real quick. Um, Ahmed it. Sharif is saying, uh, ask him to spit some bars, freestyle. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe a little later. Um, but we uh, we definitely will uh, will play some music in a bit. Um, Joe Exit saying, more power to death pill. Mike okay. Angelo saying, uh, far- fatherhood is unique, the most beautiful, insanely tough, but mad, uh, worth it thing to do. I completely agree. Um, uh, AJ saying, talented as fuck, my brother. Looking forward to getting trained and more music. All love and positivity. He charges many lives. That's from AJ. Anytime, man. Just hit me up. Whenever you're ready, I'm ready. Ready to go. Uh, Mike Angelo says, words can't describe. Whoa, a symbol of love. Mad truth spitting right there. Thank you, Mike. Um, And uh, congratulations. Mike is also uh, uh, expanding the family. Um, uh, Wajih is saying this is so heartwarming oh my god Adnan thanks Palash for asking Adnan to talk about this with us thank you Wajih I'm glad uh, glad you guys um, enjoyed that I don't, I, I've spoken about the kid on the podcast before I don't think anyone's ever asked me to describe fatherhood though that, that was uh, that was one that that hit me uh, Mike Angelo saying the wee one always has a side thought with everything you do 100% uh, how it will affect uh, how it will affect my uh, my wee ones Amen, Adnan. Um, first words are mad adorable. Yeah, I I agree. We still haven't. I mean, I think we he said something, but uh, I think we're reaching. If we're being honest, if I'm being honest with myself, I think I'm like, oh, I think I heard him say something, but he didn't. He's still too early. Uh, thanks for sharing with us, Adnan. That was beautiful. Thank you, Jiha. Khan is in the house. What is up, Khan? He says greetings, brethren and tribe. What is up, my dude? Thank you for tuning in. Um, uh, that was beautiful, Adnan. No smoke, straight up. Thank you, Mike. Um, uh, ah, weight loss. Perfect timing from Khan. He's asking, I need a post-COVID diet plan. Uh, you better, uh, you better hit uh, splash up. I think um, he'll he'll help you not only with a with a diet plan, but with a with a little workout plan to go with that. Let's do it. Uh, Ahmed Sharif is asking you why why don't you recommend the keto diet? Ahmed Sharif, uh, keto diet. Well, for me, like I can only speak for myself. Uh, I can't be I can't generalize the statement however uh, since the body is more like it's it's just natural for us to use carbohydrates as a fuel source depriving us de- depriving the body of that very essential source goes against nature and I don't know how how healthy that is again there are people who are so-called ketogenic all throughout the year their examples like that works for them but for most people that i meet and most of my clients who have no idea 
uh, what fitness is, what working out is, who have never dieted before. If I put them on something like keto, I mean, they do it. It's it's all again instant. It's like you get abs in two weeks. Everything is like instant. We're looking for fast results. We're not willing to wait. We're not willing to do like a two-year transformation. A uh, lot of us expect results super fast, including myself. We like that. But uh, ketogenic, again, very instant, very instant transforming. But then as soon as you're done transforming, you would want to eat. You would want to get those carbs. You would want to like reward yourself. And then you start eating those carbs. You gain back the weight. I, it's a little counterproductive if that happens. But maybe if your body just adapts to that uh, lifestyle and you just love uh, doing keto, good for you do you find do you find that uh, you get some clients that are that come to you for like that instant gratification like i want to i want to lose 10 10 kg and they just they just want to focus on that not more um the like the journey of it um see uh not i feel like that happens in general with everyone I think everyone kind of wants results uh, in a short time span, and I feel I've uh, even I've used that as a as a marketing tool uh, or like a, a, a thing that will get me clients. Like I put out trans because a lot of my previous clients have transformed in like three months. Guy got ripped, you know. Um, but then again, I realized eventually that yeah, he got ripped. Is he ripped now? It's sustaining it. Check. It's sustaining yeah, it, not only a lot uh, of these. Not not you know. every single one of them is sustaining it. So it made me want to question my own technique and the way I'm dealing with them, and improve it and further refine it and give them a better uh, service. So I've yeah. been constantly refining. Yep. Uh, let's jump back into the comments. Uh, Hans has words of wisdom right there. Six pack is not a key to happiness. Dad bods forever. <laughs> I think um, I think I think Han, uh, it, the the extreme it doesn't have to be a dad bod and it doesn't have to be a six pack as long as um, the mental is uh, is not the one suffering. Yeah, uh, did did he just say Shervin a Sundi? Shervin's a homie. He's got a mad physique. Yeah, uh, this yeah. is from Han. Lion light life. Shervin, Shervinator, my G. Uh, AJ saying, I recommend everyone just get in touch once in your lifetime with this guy training session. Uh, how he mixes the yoga plus home workout plus relaxation is just the best in the world, I swear. Shout out to AJ, one of uh, one of your clients. Um, Shown hey, some love. Thank you so much. The positivity he's sending to the world is just amazing, he added. Love, uh, one love. Kind of saying, much, might just do that. Seems legit. I, I, uh, I double down on that, dude. I think, um, I think you should. Uh, would you have saying, Palash? What about veganism? Uh, your thoughts and experiences with it? Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm apparently I have, a, <laughs> I have vegan tatted on my forearm, and I'm not a vegan anymore. Right. So my experience with veganism is that. Uh, It's nice, okay, and it de- definitely made me feel lighter. Um, and when when I think about it uh, in a more spiritual context, it was great, right? I felt super light. I felt super clean and detoxed and great. But when it comes to my goals and actually um, doing what I want to do and uh, the kind of uh, 
physical fitness that I need to perform and get out there and do stuff, it, it wasn't working. It wasn't working. What it became more about is my, uh, it had to do with my, with emotion. It was, it, it was emotional. It was an emotional decision. Because uh, me feeling bad about, um, you know, all the animals that are getting slaughtered. Yes, that is bad. That is horrible. Me, I, I have a pet. I have a dog. So I'm, I'm like, that's like a, that's like my daughter, right? That, that dog is my daughter pretty much. Uh, so I feel a certain way about what's happening out there. And I feel a certain way when I eat, when I consume this meat. Uh, that is what led to my vegetarian and then eventually veganism uh, phase. However, what made me get out of it is, again, it's just real. You know, when, when a man hit, hits a fork in life where, where you just got to do what you got to do. Like now, yeah. don't get don't don't get caught up in emotions. It's, it's either yes or no. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, no more gray areas. So I've been very gray area all my life, and I felt like I, when this um, lockdown started is when I started eating meat because I I just knew that yo this is not the way forward. I have to do things that I don't necessarily like doing. If you ask me, if, if you ask me, do I like training with resistance bands? Not really. I would rather be at a gym, but I, I got to do it because I got to do it. There's like, it's, it's just got to be done. So for me to tap into that mindset and just be less emotional and a little more decisive, mm-hmm. adding some meat to my diet helped me. So it was a more internal thing, more than the meat and more than what I'm eating. And uh, what I practice is, uh, again, like this is not the right way or whatever, but it's just sharing what I do. When I consume meat, I, I just give a thought uh, that, um, you know, everything is kind of absorbed in divine remembrance. And I'm grateful for whatever this is and the, and the animal that sacrificed itself for this meal. And I, I see this meal as a sacred trust and it is what it is. like. Thank you, and it's not. It's not like yeah, it's so good, such a good meat, so good tandoori chicken. You know, it's, it's for. It's, it's just I'm. I, I I eat to function. I'm I'm yeah. an athlete. That's it. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. And I think a lot of um a lot of people that I know uh, that uh, either gone vegetarian or vegan, um initially started uh, because of. Uh, animal cruelty and the way the meat is processed these days and stuff like that but then they eventually found their rhythm um health wise uh through through those uh, dietary um through through those diets i want to say dietary restrictions but not it's not necessarily a restriction right it's just a a choice um but yeah um that's a hopefully that answers your your question wajiha um Judy says, my doctor also uh, said not to do keto diet. But then Ahmed Sharif comes in and says, actually, carbs were introduced to the human diet with the advent of mass irrigation farming. Uh, Homo sapiens as a species have been around for 100,000 years. So keto, um, I would assume, is more natural for our bodies. Um, interesting. That's, that's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, uh, argue keto because I have no idea. Uh <laughs> How, how actually what? i i know the idea uh, the general uh, idea of it but um but I, I can't dig that deep i definitely didn't do uh, research on keto for sure 
I might I might add a little something to that because uh, now uh, now that you read that out, see I I have seen I have uh, observed seventy two hours of a water fast. I've done things like that, and when 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 I put myself through those situations, I realize that the body can do without anything. Even right now I'm fasted. I I skipped my meal because I didn't want to be late, and I'm fine. Like. my body is just going and I, i in fact i'm going to be 100% honest i deliberately did not eat because if i ate i'd be a little like yeah i'm done for the day i'm not hungry like i'm i don't want to work like that's how i see it like right now when i'm fasted i'm in the zone i'm like yes like i'm i'm i want to go i want to go so coming from someone who fasts who observes prolonged fasts humans can do whatever they want <laughs> like and eat whatever they want and be fine someone could eat like a kilo of meat all day and be fine so yeah, yeah so if keto works for you it's going to work for you if you believe it works for you it's going to work for you yeah yeah i i completely second that sentiment and i'm i'm someone that's that's um as uh, as a lot of you could tell and uh, especially the the guys that watch the uh, the vlogs over on Patreon I'm someone that's um also in a struggle with that uh, with the with the dietary uh, uh, approach anything I do in terms of food is is has been for the last couple of years uh more based on the how long it takes me to get the meal versus what is actually in the meal which resulted in a lot of uh, late night junk food uh, deliveries and uh, and anything that happens like that and um i've more recently uh and uh, and mike and and uh the 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 patreon tribe already know this uh, through the vlogs we've been um as a as a family unit been consciously trying to find what works for us uh like you're saying not we realize not everything it's not a plug and play thing you can't just be like okay as a household we're now vegetarian and it just works for everybody um So yeah, so we're yeah, yeah. we're still trying to find that rhythm uh individually and then kind of apply it to the house so it's the actual home functions in a way where everyone is is comfortable uh yeah. which which I think is is also very important because I I think the uh, I've I've I remember seeing your um your Instagram stories and stuff like the the joy you have making food and and uh you know preparing your meal and then uh sitting down and eating it i've seen you post a, b- a bunch of stuff about that like i find that inspiring like the fact that it, you make it an event and and you make it healthy and you do that i think that's the that's the one thing that i'm missing i just i don't have i either don't have the patience or i just ha- haven't had the right amount of experience uh enjoying the making process for it to be healthy so ringing up a, a popeyes at 3am because i i just worked all night and uh and I'm hungry now and I just I just want a, a quick fix uh, is a yeah, lot easier yeah. than than the actual like sitting down trying to think of what would be healthy for me right now should, do I even need to eat or should I just save it for tomorrow all that stuff yeah, yeah. well um you know well, first of all thanks for sharing that um I got a little something for you and actually everyone who's watching just just a little free giveaway uh that's actually been out there on youtube for for the longest time but uh i think when it comes from someone you know i think it 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 just clicks more um for you or anyone who's kind of struggling to get their meals sorted and things like that 
you can all you need to do is just track your calories just track your calorie intake and eat whatever you want i know like no, nobody none of these dietitians want me to say this uh and, and kind of goes against the whole health uh part of what i do but uh calories are calories doesn't matter where, where you're deriving them from as long as you can stay under your maintenance calories you're going to be fine if you eat 200 or 300 calories lesser than what you need for the day you're going to drop weight you eat a little more than that you're going to gain weight so you eat whatever you gotta eat man like it's it's all good nobody needs to feel guilty when they have fast food like i i love fast food but again moderation is key like you said yeah. balance balance 100 percent. yeah um uh, yeah definitely and uh I'm gonna at the end of this. Your your Instagram's already linked uh, in the description of this video for anyone that's uh, that's interested in checking out some of um, some of uh, Splash's work. Uh, there's there's three Instagrams actually. One is for um, the like singing and screaming journey that you're going through, trying to better your voice and, and develop that uh, further. One is for the um, the wellness and the coaching that you do, and the other one is for the rap as as your hip-hop and rap uh, rap art channel basically um so uh, so check those out the one uh, third eye aesthetic is is the the wellness uh and you'll find all the uh, all his information there as well um mike angelo in the comments saying i switched up meats uh, mainly more fish and and breasts who doesn't like breasts <laughs> and less meat over the week <laughs> Um, would you have saying epiphany eureka yeah 100 we have a we have a thing now on this podcast since episode uh 40 it's been four episodes where we just when when we find uh eureka moments uh where we go ah so that was it <laughs> <laughs> nice um would you have saying i tried it for a few weeks and my body started shutting down because uh, it was such a drastic change and i was not doing it right without the needed materials and vitamins and stuff so mm. yeah like palash yeah. said uh, i just eat whatever my body requires and give thanks to the for sustenance um she also corrected uh, she was talking about being vegan yeah i got it um ahmed sharif, uh, ahmed sharif is asking um okay last question i promise uh, what would you say is the simple, simplest, healthiest, and best gateway diet for those who want to lose weight slash get fit? Simplest, healthiest diet is, um, like I said, tracking your calories. So just look up if it fits your macros. If it, I-I-F-Y-M, yeah. If it fits your macros, dot com. And uh, you would get all the information you need. That is the easiest, easiest, easiest of them all. And if you can also, if, if you are the type who already happens to skip a meal in the morning and, you know, you, you end up skipping breakfast, think no more. Intermittent fasting, 16 hours fast. And combine that with if it fits your macros. And boom, you can eat the stuff that you like, you enjoy and still lose weight and get fit awesome i already um i already put the uh, the website you just mentioned in uh ahmed sharif's comment um so uh so ahmed sharif you, you have that link already in uh, as a reply to your to your comment um mike angelo saying i love popeye's chicken but man popeye's chicken doesn't love me <laughs> must have the hot sauce with it uh, yeah it, uh, i've i've had some uh, some rough times with popeye's chicken 
Uh, AJ says, ask him his favorite food, which he gave up during his physical journey. That's a great question. Ooh, okay. Uh, stuff that I had to give up. Well, uh, I've come from giving up. Uh, like, I, I love, um, you know how you have shawarmas, right? So uh, there's there's something similar. Have you, have you tried those uh, Indian parathas? Mm-hmm. The yeah. So w- what we get here, like it's a it's a type of street food. Yeah. Uh, so we just do a roll, right? We will fill it up with chicken and whatever, like onion and stuff. Um, and those rolls are to die for. Like you have one of those and you're done. And uh, so stuff like that. But more more than that, I feel like home food, like you know the stuff that's being made at home. Like mom's cooking something, and I'm like. No, I can't do that. Uh, oh, but now that's, that's got to be hard. Yeah, or or anyone, anyone. Like I go over to somebody's house and they cook something like really good, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. But now I've I've reached a point where I know how to balance it, and now I'm able to enjoy a lot of foods. Like I I just know how to let it go and still balance it out. Uh, again, fasting is key. Fasting is a gift, not out. Yeah, I, I wanna. I'm gonna hit you up uh, about about some some lessons uh, and uh, and at least uh, guide me through uh, the intermittent you. fasting world. Um, Han has a rapid fire uh, series of questions for you. Whoa, let's do it. His, his uh, it, so we have to pick one. Is is uh, is his thing? Um, I already, I already see some of these are going to be uh, strange, to, but I'm curious. All right, here we go. This is. Wait, uh, oh, do Hans. we have to pick one, or are we answering all of them? He's gonna, he's gonna give you two options, and you pick one. He's got six of these. Okay. All right. So, running or weights? Weights. Uh, second one is alcohol or soft drinks. Alcohol, but I give that up. But still over soft drink. Yeah. Uh, eat what? Eat whenever I'm versus fix. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you had to pick one. Um, yeah. So his, pick his, one. Yeah. his third one is eat whenever versus fixed meals. I already know the answer. Fixed meals. I'm on it. <laughs> you're you're very on uh, on the fixed meals. Um, a music lifestyle versus fitness lifestyle. That's a good one. That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. But fitness lifestyle, because yeah, without fitness, I I wouldn't be able to get my shit together and stay 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 sane enough to do music. There, fitness lifestyle. Would, would you uh, would you say that because of the fitness lifestyle, you're able to do um, better music? Yep. Overall performance, the way I I uh, approach my day, uh, depends a lot on on my workouts. I yeah. would I would. I would agree. Yep. Uh, fifth one is hit or 60 minutes a day? Hard one, but 60 minutes a day. And the last one he asked is, uh, is there a tribe discount or is it fixed rates? <laughs> tribe discount. Where you there at? You go. Hit me there up in the go, DM. Let's, uh, let's get you over to... Um, to Splash's uh, Instagram, hit him up, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll you guys will work something out. 
Um, uh, Mike Angelo says you had me. You had me at street food. <laughs> <laughs> Best um, shit ever. Hardik is in the house. Thank you for tuning in. But he says something that I cannot. Uh, Zaika Bahi has entered the chat. Is that right? Okay. Did I say that right? Zaika. Okay. Uh, well, I I can't see her name here. Bahai has phones. entered the chat. Um, I'm. I'm uh, well, hello. I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm butchering it. But um, I have a little clip of uh, of you training um people through uh the online platforms and i just kind of wanted to play it a little bit um show everyone what's like because you have this philosophy where it's like you don't even need dumbbells or, or a kettlebell or a bench you just use whatever's around you yep and you Very kind much. of uh, you, you wh- where did that come from is that just because you need to train fuck a gym fuck a what uh, any any kind of equipment I, i'll figure it out yeah, it, it kind of comes, uh, it's inspired by the whole no excuses mentality. Uh, like if you want to get it done, you're going to get it done, regardless of whether you're at the gym or not. Like, uh, just because it, it's raining does not mean you don't work out, you know, that type of shit. But uh, I think it, it, it started when uh, I was in Bombay last year um, and I put myself in lockdown. Uh, like I was... Uh, I was living in a rented accommodation studio apartment and no crutches challenge. I'm not going to call a friend. I'm not going to call my parents. I'm going to try and survive that type of thing. Um, again, a lot of fasting during those days. Um, I, uh, before I moved into that rented accommodation, I was uh, living at my uncle's house and I was in a small little room there and I had my luggage and no access to a gym. So I'm like, yo, this luggage looks pretty good. Let's bench it can, can i bench it you know does it blend that that type of thing can i bench it i did and next thing you know i'm deadlifting the uh luggage so comes from there and then when the lockdown th- thing started um i saw one of my friends uh, in the fitness game do it like he posts a lot of uh free workouts and uh i'm sorry uh if i'm unable to recall my brother's name i'm just bad at memory stuff sometimes that's all right i i yeah. i'm uh, i'm pretty sure i'm i'm i've fried it enough uh, enough times as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna play that clip right now so you guys uh, you guys can get it. a get an... and we're doing three more Karan, i know you have more fast 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 three more we can three and exhale on the way up yes three and push ah. and up 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 don't give up bro last one one last one guys up 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 and pull and squeeze good job and down So that that showed people like water bottles, uh, backpacks, yeah. a, a, a bun- anything you can uh, you can use basically. Yeah, anything that provides resistance, pick it up and let's go. That's awesome. I'll show man. you how to show you how to use it. Yeah. And and uh, doing it online, um, have you found that you could just reach more people? The idea of of like you know you don't have to physically be in a in a space together. Is it is it 
is there a pros and cons to it or is it just um just another means to to do it during lockdown or how, how do you how are you finding it um i initially it was a little um like okay i don't know if this is going to be like the real thing or not uh but i feel like this is definitely better than just correspondence you know like giving somebody a program uh because what's missing from uh like all these workouts and the programs that are out there is somebody standing there and drilling you and and that's kind of what uh, i learned over new years uh when i moved back from bombay to delhi i lost all of my gains i lost all my game altogether and uh i was kind of put back into a dark space like yo what am i doing identity crisis and uh at that time it's you know like you you're seeking for help and suddenly uh like you're you're like god help me or this is that and then somebody comes into your life at the right time and lifts you up and one of my coaches uh, his name is parmeet bituri and uh he uh i linked up with him and he drilled me like he proper coached me like you know took care of me and uh pretty much gave me the whole experience that i'm kind of passing on and in fact anyone and everyone who's trained me in the past that's what i'm passing on it's a culmination of all all these schools that i went to so i realized that without a coach in the equation it's not going to be the same you doing it on your own and being accountable to yourself is is great like there are a lot of people who can do that but when you're able to surrender and kind of dissolve your ego and go like hey you're the coach tell me what to do and that that goes against a lot of you know like not not every guy wants to do that uh like nah you're not my coach fuck you the uh, the like anti authoritarian teenager yeah, in yeah. me is uh, is one of the reasons that I uh, that I never fully like surrendered and and just went to a gym and listened to someone do something yeah. listen someone uh, kind of coach me because there's this there's still a man i'm like i'm 32 years old uh physically but in, in my head there's this little 14 year old going fuck you i'm not gonna do another push-up you know what i mean <laughs> and it just just because someone's telling me to do something instinctively i go no i don't want to do that no no yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that, that is the, i i share that um with you like i'm just like that uh but i i feel like at the same time a good coach is not never going to make you feel like that that hey this is how it's done if you don't follow the orders you a bitch no like that's not how it works it's always i i've seen like the coaches that came into my life they give me a lot of love and care like you know they it, it was too nice they were so nice to me that i could never feel like that i actually wanted to listen to them because they were mm-hmm. so nice so uh and when you see my content from last year it was very aggressive very passive aggressive the way i was communicating on the gram that's really not a not how a coach should be communicating like that's not how you talk to yourself in the first yeah. place so uh i switched it up when i was trained by this guy i was like yo i, I got to change my ways now and here i am and so now when i train my clients i can relate to somebody who's never worked out I know how to talk to them because I know what's going with the kind of struggles that that's going on up here and things that are stopping them from training or showing up I understand them a lot better now 
so I can I, I can yeah manage that now much better compared to before it's amazing because I it, uh, I think experience really adds value to people that um, provide service or provide uh, any any sort of uh, outward um, outward uh, product uh the the idea of you going through everything you went through uh, kind of adds value to to you uh coaching because now when you say like come on you can do it one more time yeah you say it from a place of someone that had to have someone say that to them you understand exactly what's going yeah. on and i think that's very powerful it's a very powerful thing and um also also by the way this just kind of struck a chord in me and i remember way back when way back when i kind of started my online coaching for the first time you had hit me up in the dms and you was like yo i want to train and how much you charge and this and that and i was i was being mr pricey trainer at uh in that dm i remember in that conversation and it didn't work out so like i would like to go back to that day and go like hey anan what's up <laughs> I'll, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. It wasn't. Um, I don't even remember if it, uh, the the price or anything like that. But uh, it was. It, it's like what we were saying when you kind of inch towards the lifestyle you want, and then c- c- retreat quickly, and then inch towards it a little more, and then retreat. It w- that that time was uh, was me going like I should be I should be taking care of myself a little more, and then yeah. it got real, and you're like, okay, we could we could jump on a call, or and I was like, uh, no, I, yeah, no, I uh, I'm retreating. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, cool, so, so it, it wasn't uh, I, everything in my life, man. I, I'm, I've been, uh, especially making, uh, t- having these conversations on the podcast and stuff like that. I'm learning so much about myself uh, through talking to people, and um, I, I feel like I've become uh, more, much more aware uh, about the the, the certain um, milestones in my life and stuff like that, and and where I've been gradually trying to get to. Because we have to tell stories, and we, we're I'm relating to different people at different parts of their life, and um, a lot of uh, like you were sharing a lot of vulnerable and and very intimate moments in your life, and um, hearing that like like we were saying about coaching, hearing that hearing someone go through that, uh, you internalize it, you reflect on it, um, you remember your parts uh, where you were in times like that, and um, and yeah, so so uh, when I hit you up about coaching, I was definitely not ready. Uh, mentally or physically or anything and uh, and this is one of the things that I'm working on right now like I was telling you a lot of the tribe knows especially the the guys on Patreon I'm, tr- I'm gonna start working on it and you're one of the people that's why I wanted to have you on the show you're one of the people that I'm like I know exactly who to go to <laughs> 100 100 let me know whenever you're down bro I'm I'm here absolutely will do man um, well, let's jump back in the comments real quick uh, we have some that's questions right. here um, Zaika means taste and from Khan, would you have saying Adnan's virgin of Hindi words are the best because they make fun of me in the comments because I say virgin. <laughs> uh, Zaika is basically the biggest role guy in our neighborhood. Uh, this is from Har- Hardik. Okay. Uh, uh, Aisha, Aisha is in the house. Um, sorry if I'm butchering names. Let me know uh, if, oh, if I got am. that one right. That was, uh, that was tight. They say, um, uh, sorry, I've, I've joined late, but I want to ask Splash, a Drip God, a Chooch God, uh, why the fuck did you delete all your music? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's coming from a woman. Wow. <laughs> like, wow, that is hard. 
first of all thank you thank you for coming down uh and and asking me that question that that that, that is very special so uh i'd like to answer your question in in a few words um uh, it's me moving forward and it's the, it's it's cleansing it's as simple as that it's just like cleaning up your room and uh, but without disrespecting any of the people involved in all those tracks in the creation of all those tracks mad love and respect to all the artists but uh i gotta move on and i'm coming out with some crazy crazy fire music in 2020 a lot of lot of lot of influences on that from different genres again going back to what i used to do and uh you're gonna love it trust me awesome we we touched on it a little earlier as well if if you want to um re-watch the video or listen to the audio there's there's a, a much bigger section where we dive into that stuff um aj is saying uh why he why he go to uh bombay when everything is settled in delhi Oh yes. Oh, oh. By the way, he. Te- I got a message from him, and I saw a notification. A notification pop up here. Uh, so that's Ajay. Uh, so Ajay. He, he, he won. Yeah. So since you said AJ, I went with AJ. But yeah, it's Ajay. So shout out Ajay. Shout out Ajay. I'm right. sorry for. I, I always say if if I mispronounce <laughs> anything, kind of like hyphen it in the comments just so I I get it. Um, but I I do put your names very often. No worries, B. Uh, so yeah, uh, at the time it felt like it felt like my calling. Uh, it felt like I needed to be there, and uh, you know I felt like the definition of success would be. Okay, no, let me just delete all of that and give it to you straight up. That was me going out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So that I could spread my Avalon wings and become a better version of myself. I had to do that. I exhausted that uh, visit. I got the best out of it, came back, and now I see it all happening all over again in this house. Too good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Ajay's also uh, asking, when will a church fest in Delhi? Oh, yeah, that's Choo Choo Fest. So, uh, Choo Choo Fest. Is that, is yeah, that yeah. what I'm, say- I'm saying? Church. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and who's this guy? Who's this person? This is Ajay. Ajay. Uh, Choo Choo Fest in Delhi. Well, looking at the current case scenario, the only thing that would be possible would be a virtual fest. And uh, honestly, as of now, since the, it, the, me de- having deleted all the Choo Choo tracks, kind of puts the Choo Choo Wave to an end. Like It's like R.I.P. Choo Choo Wave, R.I.P. Choo Choo God. Drip God, all, all these names that that people are throwing, like uh, it, it's it's not it's not where where I'm headed as of now. Uh, so Choo Choo Fest, not anytime soon. Uh, doesn't 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 really make sense in in today's time. Like I I just wanna um, go really hard at whatever I'm doing as of now, and that's it. Awesome. And for those for those that don't know, just a, a quick blurb. What is Choo Choo Fest? Just for people that didn't tune in from the beginning. Okay, Choo Choo Fest. Uh, this was again going back to my uh, little stay in Bombay, um, in a little rented accommodation, and doing what I was doing there, trying to freelance as a trainer. Not very successful because uh, again, 
the those those crazy wild thoughts were surfacing at the time so it was hard for me to function it was so it was hard for me to like make eye contact with people uh, it was crazy uh but during those days i was like i kept training a few people i lost a bunch of clients i was left with only one client and that pushed me to fast a lot i fasted for two days or something and during that fast i did a lot of introspection and i was like you know, what am i doing why why am i wasting my time trying to train others i should just work out and make music and music is my purpose i'm an artist what am i doing why am i doing all this stuff and i went down that road and which led to chuchu fest and chuchu fest is basically me kind of trying to do what we as musicians used to try and do back in the day in the in, in the middle eastern scene uh, like those ramada continental gigs uh this is just me taking like going back to that and so i organized or rather me and a bunch of friends we organized a little event for for the people i knew for my favorite artists in the community and just come together and let's have a good time and um, i've never organized anything in my life i could never even organize a birthday party <laughs> so for me this was very challenging very hard and but uh made it happen a lot of lot of mad people linked up and uh mad shout out to all of them shout out anirudh my homie who flew all the way down from bangalore uh just to do the sound and he didn't charge me shit and that that is yeah again the, you don't have to be blood to be family type vibes 100% yeah so um so that chuchu fest thing was was beautiful it was beautiful and everyone who linked up it was just a crazy live event full of like um aggression head banging moshing and uh releasing your negativity that's it that's chuchu fest i think there'll be there'll be uh knowing you um there'll be a a second wave of something along the lines of that with the current uh, aesthetic and ideology that that um you believe in and you you promote something a little more um on the positive side something a little more with the mm. the the fitness aesthetics and stuff like that i i i know there's um uh, and this is this is assuming that every, the world goes back to normal obviously but uh i'm curious to see where where you take things from here thank you for that man uh what you has says um what would you say to people that just can't find the motivation to get up and move or work out even though they want to uh, i know some things will be I know th- some things will be like just do it uh, or you'll do it if you want it bad enough but anything else hire me for online coaching and let me take care of all of that that see that is where that is where coaches come into play that is why people who are struggling with driving motivation see driving motivation they're all like you feel them like you would feel driven right now and suddenly lose it like driving motivation like once you realize that none of those things are actually real that that they don't matter that is when you would just unlock and tap into that this sacred space where you just go hard and like keep keep stay hungry and keep killing it uh but you need mentors you need some hand holding in the beginning someone to kind of you know just go like when you make mistakes when you don't show up if someone goes like hey it's okay chill out fine but when you do it on your own when you make mistakes you're like oh my god like i'm a failure i can't do this i can't wake up at 6 in the morning 
I'm a loser. Like, look at all these people. They got their shit together. I can't do it. Look at all these people. No, but when someone's like, hey, it's okay. Why don't you come in the evening batch? <laughs> Chill out. Yeah. And you come in the evening batch and then someone just gives you a lot of love and appreciation. Like, yo, you're doing great. Like we and and this is not about coaching. This is just about life in general, friends and brothers. Like you, like uh, I think you have said like twenty different crazy positive things about me during this call, and that that makes my day, man. <laughs> so thank you. And that that is really what the essence of the training is. Really, it's just this providing this this love this and. Support. That's, it's, that's, it's it's also yeah. like a form of support uh, back and forth. Yeah, and and it will build. Uh, drive and motivation will will come. It's when you start enjoying the process, when you start making uh, progress in terms of achievements. Like, hey, you know, I, I feel stronger now. Wow, you know what? I I might not be lean or be perfect looking, but yo, I actually feel so strong now. I can pull all this weight now, or maybe I can run a little longer than I used to. All of these sense of achievements will slowly add up little by little and motivate you to keep going. 100%. 100%. Um, and uh, speaking of 6am, like you were saying, I know I know you uh, sleep early, wake up very early, and you have a very strict regimen uh, that we're keeping you from, so I completely appreciate uh, every second uh, that, that you spend with us. Um, I'm gonna power Wait. through. I'm gonna power through some of the comments, and then I have one last question for you. Um, Khaled Tamimi is in the house. Uh, he says, uh, "Palash, you're a gem of a person. Uh, come so far in life, and I'm very proud of you. Even though we've been out of touch, I cherish the shotgun annihilation and Osprey days with Joe and Phil. Strength and power to you always, my dude. Much love, much love, Khaled, bro. And we should link up in the DMs and talk sometime, man." Absolutely. This is what it's all about, man. Bridging, uh, bridging those gaps. Yeah. Uh, Monica says, yeah. "Such a wise man." Shout out to uh, Monica. Thank you for tuning in. Um, uh, Ajay is saying, "I understand, and you just growing uh, to the best side in your life. Good luck with the new. Uh, good luck with the new Palash. Uh, looking forward for new music, uh, new kind wave. Kind wave. I like that. Yeah. Kind that wave. To, Compassion to wave." <laughs> Uh, Wajiha says, um, I've known Palash for a long time uh, now, since before BSA, and watch him all along his journey. We also have mutual friends and all of that, uh, the usual Abu Dhabi small world story, but we haven't met each other uh, still. I'm, I'm glad to know him and follow his journey so far. You're doing good, man. You're inspiring people and making positive changes for yourself and others. That's amazing. I wish for more happiness and all the things good for you. Thank you so much, Vijay, and thank you for tuning in and sticking around this long. I uh, appreciate that 100%. I hope to meet you soon. I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. The, the current, current case scenario just kind of kills that, but whenever. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get you on the, the Discord uh, server that we have. We have a, a, a small after-the-show after Discord server where everyone uh, kind of hangs out and, and gets to meet each other. Uh, virtually so uh, we'll, we'll get palash over there um kind of saying positive vibes man um it's what it's all about 100%, 100%. Uh, judy 
Judy saying, I avoided exercise like it was a bad habit until I got this uh, fat roll I never had before. Even though I struggled with weight my whole life, I started daily working out, never missed a day. I was disappointed. I wasn't seeing results until I realized it's only been three weeks. (laughs) There, that says it all. That's like everything I would like to say to anyone who's starting off in a nutshell. Thank you for saying that. And that's very true. Yeah, I think I think the um, the mental game is just as important as as the grind when it comes to that. Just keeping uh, staying persistent. Yeah, good things take time. Um, Ayush says, uh, "I cannot handle that. I fucking banging your music every day. I love that. Uh, please, I want that song. I'm crying from the inside, really, man. Uh, I'm a boy. Oh, he adds because I think we said. Uh, oh, it's Ayush. Ayush, uh, Ayush, yeah. Oh, my bad, my bad." Uh, I thought it was Ayushi, so my bad. That was probably just the way I pronounced it, right? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Adnan. <laughs> uh, no worries, my, bro. So Mike Ayush. Ayush, yeah, yeah, he says he wants some music, but um, I, new music. I'm pretty sure you're not gonna stop making music, but uh, new music. Never on, on music for life, always. And no way, bro. You're gonna get better music. Evolve music. Hmm. Awesome. Uh, Mike Angelo says, Mad love and respect for your splash. Uh, I told my trainer not to go easy on me. He's still mad nice about it, but definitely doesn't pull punches. Wait, come again, come again. <laughs> uh, he says, he, he told his trainer not to go easy on him, but uh-huh. he's, still, he's still too nice. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but it gives him a bit of a hard time. He doesn't pull any punches. Uh, Judy says, "Splash a vision board material." Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate you. Uh, Khan is asking, "Did Palash do this whole episode standing up?" Uh, for the most part, yes. <laughs> uh, last two comments here. Uh, Mike says, "This COVID nineteen was a blessing in disguise, as we might not have met and chilled out as much." I uh, I agree. I think um I think. In a weird way, the social distancing. I uh, uh, in one of the episodes, I said it's physical distancing. We're actually socially starting to get uh, closer and try to interact with people and 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 uh, and find each other's um, place. Like you know, I, I've I've known Splash for like ten years, and uh, we we don't talk every day, but when we do, it's always like positive. It's always uh, towards building something and. I think this is this is one of the coolest things about this podcast is just getting a bunch of people to talk about a bunch of things that you know are socially not supposed to be uh, the the thing we talk about. Like it's you know you talk about hardship and in, in, in front of other people and they're like that's that that's that's not usually the thing that we uh, we discuss. But um, yeah, it, it is, and uh, and I think it's it's a super super cool positive thing. Like Michelangelo is commenting from Canada right now, um, which wow. is. Which is mind blowing. Uh, Wujiha uh, adds, uh, "Looks like it." In the beginning, he was sitting down. Then he left the podcast for a while and came back, and he's uh, been standing since. Uh, this is to to you standing. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, what's up with that? But yo, I, I, I think I you're like the first it. the first guest uh, to to do uh, <laughs> to do the podcast standing. And for those listening um, to the to the podcast without seeing the uh, the video. Um, he uh, he has been standing since since that glitch in the, in the <laughs> beginning. Um, yeah. But last question, my dude. Last so, question for you. Uh, now that you've experienced everything you've experienced, we we'll always end uh, this way. 
uh, now that you've experienced everything you've experienced and, and you've come out on the end and you've come out on this side and uh, you're you're still working towards uh, a lot of a lot of different things if you had a time machine and you were to go back and talk to talk to splash just after the tabla talk to splash just before he ventured out into music and and fitness and and the whole uh journey if you were to give yourself one piece of advice what would that piece of advice be whatever matter what happens just keep going and and that you're doing great keep it up what a champ keep going you good that's it <laughs> just keep going um, keep going and those are the words we will end uh, today's episode with guys um, thank you so much to everyone that tuned in live. Thank you to everyone that's listening to this after the fact or re-watching the video, if you are. Um, Splash, my dude, been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Uh, thank, you thank you for spending uh, spending a couple of hours with me and uh, and having this conversation. I feel like I feel like we've uh, I've learned more about you just having a straight up conversation than than all the years we've been bumping into each other. It's crazy. <laughs> Of course man likewise um, and um thank you for having me man this is this is too good i'm i'm so happy to be a part of this and uh, connect with all these beautiful people out here and but, we'll get you we'll get you on the discord you gotta you have to join the the facebook uh page and and just um i know a lot of people would uh, would find value in just having you around and um, guys in the in the comments and everyone listening to this, make sure you uh, you hit the link in the description. Check him out on Instagram. Let him know that the tribe has his back. Let him know if you guys want some uh, some help with with training and wellness coaching, uh, anything to do with diets, all that stuff. He's he's got um, a lot of different options for you. So make sure you um, you you hit the link. And um, yeah, uh, Woody has had such a great episode. Love and good vibes, Palashian tribe. And uh, saying fucking hey, Josh Saldana just tuned in. You're tuning in a little late, Josh Saldana. Um, uh, Yo, dope episode. Uh, good night, good night, bros and tribe from Han. Uh, Judy says thanks. Splash. Uh, he is inspirational. He very much is. Um, uh, Mike Angelo saying cheers to the tribe and Palash. Uh, keep up the good vibes, bro. Yeah, man. <clears throat> and uh, and with that, with the just keep going, uh, we'll end it. And uh, Palash. If you can, do the honors and say hit the outro. Hit the outro. See you guys next time. Right